I'd rather be in Uranus. I'd rather be in Uranus. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from Fever Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lauren and Spencer. Hello. Fletcher wannabe. Oh, brother. It's just weird they talk to each other. And everyone's like, oh, right, cool, kinky, yeah. Some would say a match made in heaven, even. And welcome back to our own little slice of heaven. We like to call it the bowl. Come on in, make yourself comfortable. Have a seat on one of the many beanbag chairs. Slip into the hot tub. Slip into something more comfortable or out of something less comfortable. And settle in for a great time. It is June 20th, 2023, and you're listening to episode 252 of Bowl After Bowl. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. And you must be a bowler. Well, you sure are if you're hearing this. Whether you're hearing it live as we talk right now into the mic from FEMA Region 7 in a basement deep in the hood of Swope Park, or if you're listening to this sometime in the future, futuristic, wherever you're coming from, we're happy to have you. We're glad you're here. And uh, we hope you come and come again. And again. And again. Uh, Did you mention today was June 20th, 2023? I did. I did mention that. It's working. This is going to keep going. That's right. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Going to keep going. Bowl after bowl. Tuesday after Tuesday. Who's taking Tuesdays off anyway? It's Tuesday, man. It's like pretty much already you're off, right? That's how Tuesdays feel. It's like, you know, taking it easy. Monday's already kicked the bucket. And it's Tuesday. You're home from whatever you had to do. Thank God. So, uh, not much left to do, but just sit back, relax, and, uh, enjoy the bowls. We've been enjoying some bowls over this past week. Holy moly. We sure did. It was Father's Day weekend. Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Hope you all had a great weekend. I sure did with my dad. Yeah, it was epic. I love it. I love it. Usually, uh, well, I won't say usually, but the past few years, my dad's been up in Iowa uh, for Father's Day. And so we just kind of reconvene uh, once he gets back or before he goes or something like that. Let's say we did it up this year. We really did it up. Went out fishing. And oh, what a time we had. That was one of the greatest fishing trips of my whole life, man. Yeah, we got to see two beautiful Missouri fishing spots. 
Yep. Both like less than five minute drive from his house too. It's like a yeah. great situation. Spoiled. Great situation. And the second one, we actually caught some fucking fish. Well, our oldest caught the first fish of the day at the first spot. This is true. There was a little sandy bank, but unfortunately there was all that green plant growth on the water. The waters up there are very green this year. Very green. Very green this year. And so she was reeling the fish in, and of course all this green stuff is sticking to it. Mm -hmm. It was just a little bluegill she caught, and then she threw it back. But that was exciting for her. And then she caught her fish, and she felt fulfilled and just ready to go. You know, she wanted to look at rocks and stuff. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. You were sitting out on a fallen tree in one of the better fishing spots. It was at a that great location. spot because the tree was out in the drink a little ways and you could cast past all the fucking weeds and shit. Yeah. Is it algae? Yeah. Algae and uh, scum. Pond scum <laughs> and just. Uh, it's know, green. Duckweed and other yeah. annoying surface plant life. Water surface plant life. Ugh. Oh, and there were those giant carp, like, jumping out of the water, teasing you. Yeah, there were, like, four or five enormous carp that were just playing jaws to my right, like, the whole time. You could see their dorsal fins and the tip of their tail fins, like, swimming around, and every once in a while they'd make a big splash and be assholes. One even slow rode right by my bobber and then right under that log I was sitting on and then kind of swam off. Ugh. Ugh. They weren't interested in the uh, night crawlers that I was working. No. So we moved to another location. On the way there, our oldest mentioned that she was hungry because she skipped the amazing egg omelet breakfast supreme. What a fool. Total fool. So she had an ice cream for lunch, thanks to your pop. And thanks to this general story that just happened to be on the way. It was so cute and so Missouri. I don't know if they recently redid that place. It sounded like it, by the way, my dad was talking. Yeah, just a little cabin, and they touted their biscuits and gravy, but, you know, the ice cream was faster. He got four or five ice creams for ten, less than ten bucks. It was like nine bucks and some change. So, pretty reasonable Yeah. for a convenient ice cream stop. Got the boy... Our oldest boy, some sunglasses while we were there, too, because he was jealous of the girls and their sunglasses. And then found our next fishing spot, which was actually just this weird little trail off of the trail that we followed. A little side trail action. Yeah, side trail. And it was on, like, a muddy bank. <laughs> and, uh, man, well, we changed. you changed your bait, and then... It was just like the fish were jumping at you. The fish wanted to be caught there. We just found a school of stripers is what ended up happening. And I've never caught a fucking striped bass. I've caught largemouth, smallmouth, some uh, white bass. Never caught a striper. But there were striped bass. We were trying to grab some catfish off the bottom, and that was the first hit my dad got was off a of catfish. And fish on chicken liver... Um, and earthworms typically like night crawlers and chicken liver. And I was using night crawlers at the first spot. I figured, you know, forget about it. We should, I just switch to this chicken liver because it's a uh, just juicy, nasty. The fish will find it, need it. What a fish wants, what a fish needs. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And uh, man, we we're flipping it into the water, and then just the first hit I got. Right when it would splash down, 
as it was sinking, but before it hit the bottom, these stripers were just hitting on the chicken liver. And then they're fun to bring in, man. They're fighters and uh, reeled their asses in. We were just pulling them in as soon as the bait hit the water. It was yeah. ridiculous. Every time. Yeah, there was like a solid hour and a half to two hours where we were just pulling fish in. As soon as we could like bring a fish in, get it off the hook, get a goofy picture, put it on a stringer, and re-rig the hook. That was like the big time sucker. But as soon as we did all that, and f- just, the bait would hit the water, and we just pull another one in and start the process over. Oh, man. Well, and your dad was pulling catfish in. He caught... His specialty. Like four cats and a few stripers, and I caught nothing but stripers. I didn't catch a single catfish. It was just all striped bass. So we ended up... Uh, oh, we... Uh, one swallowed the hook, and he was a kind of a casualty. He didn't make it. Yeah, that'll happen. And then there were two stripers that were just too small, and we whipped them back in there. But the uh, total haul uh, was four cats and eight stripers. And we brought back, and Pop pitched the cats into his pond because he wants to kind of stock up with cats. And then I cut up the rest, and we got fillets in the freezer. Yeah, we're going to be eating good this we got, week. got, like, at least two dinners off of that, man. Yeah, at least. They were nice size. Uh, bunch of joyous pictures that we posted to NASA over the weekend, including uh, the most hilarious photo you took of me because this spot was just, again, filled with seaweed, just like the spot before. So the it was kind of frustrating at first because if you'd get a hit, these fish, I don't know if they're just smart enough or lucky enough, but you'd get a hit on your bait and then it would just dive down to the bottom where all the seaweed was and hook you up on a bunch of bullshit seaweed and then somehow get off the hook that way. <clears throat> And then you're in a snag and you've got no fish and no bait and you got to pull that snag in. So we're just pulling in these huge chunks of seaweed every once in a while. And so there was this one point where my dad had a nice uh, striper and I had a big chunk of seaweed that was about the exact same size and shape shape of a fish as this uh, big bass. And so we have a picture of him holding up the uh, bass on the line while I'm holding up a big chunk of seaweed on the line. It's just uh, pure pottery. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was a great picture so, A yeah. Father's Day to remember No doubt And then your dad stood outside with you all night long Holding the flashlight or whatever While you filleted those fish Yeah, I know it Poor he... dude is allergic to fish <laughs> Yes And so his fingers were swollen up by the end of the night And he had itchy eyes Yep But he's a trooper He, he got just, through them all with you He loves it There's no keeping him away from fishing yeah. Even though he can't eat them <laughs> He kisses them before he throws them back in them too up, cleaning them and handling them But he just doesn't stop no. It doesn't stop. It's in his DNA. And he even, he rigged up this uh, makeshift light pole so he could hang the flashlight off of it and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> but then, and it actually was shining light a little bit better on my situation, but then he wrapped the cigarette up and then kept holding the light. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so he's just dedicated, you know? Nice. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, it's nice to spend time together. Yep. Then we got him a, a Woody Woodpecker bucket hat. Yes, we did, but he's such a collector of the Woody Woodpecker things. I thought it was the perfect fishing hat, and he wouldn't wear it fishing because oh, he didn't no. want to get it dirty. you got to keep that thing pristine. <laughs> it was a good decision. Yeah, fair enough. He's no fool. When you get a nice, clean Woody hat, you don't want to just take it out into the mud first no. thing right away. No way. We also spent Friday evening breaking down and cleaning our smoker. That many of our friends who've come to the bowl are familiar with. 
and moved it up to his place. Yep. So now your pop has a smoker. Yep. And I'm going to get one that's... And we need to get a new one. <laughs> just all coal and no propane. Yeah. It was... Is there a name for it? Like the side-by-side half coal, half propane smoker? Uh, I don't know. Maybe a hybrid. I don't know. Just like a gas coal hybrid. Yeah. It was a nice first smoker. Mm-hmm. But we need more room. Need more room on the smoke side. Yeah. And I never used the propane side for the last like three years I haven't used it. So I'm like, you know, uh, my dad still uses propane plenty. He'll ease into the smoking He'll get, with yeah. charcoal. And then I can smoke shit up there too. Exactly. Which is uh, going to be paramount one of these days, I swear. I'm going to need to do it. Yeah, next Father's Day, perhaps. Uh, my sister, by the way, made a great Woody Woodpecker mural on the back of my dad's house. Yeah, it's that great. was epic. It's like, like a four and a half foot Woody right by the garage there. And it's the old wacky Woody. It's like the f- late 50s Woody with the uh, backwards comb and the green eyes and the... Uh, yeah, that's the, right. His comb goes backwards. The there. super doofy look. Like, he's just a, the absolute peak maniac Woody. It's my dad's favorite uh, Woody era. Not no damn old Y2K Woody. No, no, no. They brought Woody Woodpecker back for a minute there, because I do remember, I do remember that uh, I think Dairy Queen had Woody Woodpecker toys or something yep. when we were younger. That's right. Mm. And they had a PlayStation game, Woody Racing, and uh, a little mini TV series, and... Yeah, they tried to bring him back. Yeah, they tried. It worked. It worked for the fans, the Woody fans, the hardcore diehards. I never really know how many people know about Woody Woodpecker, like how popular (laughs) Woody Woodpecker is, just because it was always like such a thing in my house that I'm always like, do people really know Woody? Is that like a super calm? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Pretty sure most people are aware of Woody Woodpecker. familiar with him. On some level, but... uh, but not as intimately as you. It's a, it's a whole new level. <laughs> Remember that live action Woody Woodpecker movie they tried to? Oh, yeah. That yeah. kid looks a lot like you, in my opinion. That <laughs> actor. And he was like a, supposed to be a drummer. Mm. Weird. They knew somehow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Or maybe this is <laughs> just all Should have been a, you. It's all a fucking simulation. Yeah, yeah. All a simulation. Like the Truman Show. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so happy with this uh, bowling pin picture frame you got me for my birthday. I uh, I printed out the bowling group picture of us all at that uh, Lebanon uh, backup bowling alley we went to, which ended up being the total right spot I should have picked from the first place. But uh, yeah, that that lovely group photo. Yeah, that's a great picture. The whole gang there, and the the mural on the wall that was there is just so colorful, and the crew of peeps is so colorful. And I gotta say, my favorite my favorite aspect of this. Uh, photo is uh, Mary Kate Ultra's like floaty hand, <laughs> the hover hands. She's like presenting me like Vanna White presenting like a some kind of a prize. Yeah, on uh, a game show. Oh man, what a great picture! That's an awesome picture. So that's on my desk now, now, right below this monitor. Everyone is in the bowl with us forever and always. That's right. Yeah, that picture frame I thought was gonna be the the icing on the cake of your birthday. Yeah, it's, and it sure uh, was. I'm glad we got a group photo because I am horrible at remembering to take pictures. Yeah, I am too. I'm oh. so bad. It was actually like it. It was when uh, Dan was getting ready to go. He was like, "Oh, I got to leave. I got to leave." I was like, "Wait before you go." Like, yeah, <laughs> let's get everybody together. Bowling alley picture. We got it. We nailed it. Nailed it. Oh, and then Sunday on actual Father's Day. Oh, we had amazing ribeyes. 
we had <laughs> not ribeyes. Uh, oh. Oh no, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Ribeye. Yeah. They were somehow cheaper than you said, the. <laughs> you said ribeye, and I thought prime rib in my head. I don't know what Ugh. the fuck I'm thinking. I'm not even you're behind the curtain yet. Good meat. <laughs> I get my my brain is a little bit fried. But we start talking about good meat. Yeah, ribeyes, so good. Your dad was kind enough to prepare them for us on Father's Day. Yes, what a dude. So it was a group effort, a collective effort. But oh, that was the best dinner I think I've ever had in my life. It was tasty. Giant baked potatoes, the steak, a salad, corn on the cob. Mm. Mm-mm. Uh, happy solstice. Oh, happy solstice to, to you. all the freaks out there and to you, Lorian. Uh, tomorrow officially, tomorrow night. Solstice. Oh, uh, goodbye, sweet Gemini season. It's like the final nut of the Gemini season. It culminates in the solstice. Blah! And then summer begins. Summer begins. So uh, burn your barn fires bright tomorrow night. Hell yeah. Solstice time. I'll figure something out. Uh, we're not the only ones running around being uh, busy as shit. I don't know if you heard Booberry and Lavish all over the place. They yeah. Were, uh, on all kinds of podcasts. The latest one on Saturday. Uh, guest spot, not OBDM. How do you like them apples? I had to call in. That's a hard show to like get into. It's like kind of like the radio where you have to keep calling in and you get the busy and you get the hang up and you get, you know. But persist we much. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Can't keep the determined wolf out. No, yeah, I heard you call in. It was my uh, long-time listener, first-time caller call, even though I didn't say that. I was feeling that. That was a good one. It's good to, like, uh, I don't know. Your dad and I had it playing. Uh, speaking of the schemers, they hit number one on Fountain uh, the other day. Did yeah, they did. I screen-capped it. Oh, I cummed in my pants. If anyone needs that screen-cap. Yeah. <laughs> Live shows represent. You love to see it. Oh, my God. You do. Uh, so yeah, boobs and lavish have been busy. Uh, Cold Acid's been busy. I don't know if you've seen his pictures of the Lego Pac-Man yes. set, but he's been cranking that shit out. The last I saw, he was on bag ten, but uh, I've been in the teach code hole for a couple of days, so he's probably even further than that. It looks beautiful. It does. Looks like a lot of fun. Looks like it takes forever. Yeah, I've been living vicariously through those pictures. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Uh, make heroism. Made us a lovely artwork, uh, a beautiful bowling alley uh, gif, which you used for the show post today. I did, indeed. And uh, I kind of consulted with the who I consider the absolute expert on all things gif podcasting, which is, of course, Booberry, the uh, Boobs. Moth, grand mothman of the miniocalypse. Uh, actually, if you want to get real technical. Zosobi Booberry. Freak of Hazard, Mothman, and the Miniocalypse, and the Horror of Yig. We want to get real technical. Which we always do on this show. When it comes to boobs, anyway. In every sense of the phrase. Uh, and he informed me that he does not put GIFs in the actual image tag in the feed because there's many podcast apps out there that don't play well with GIFs. If you can imagine that. I can imagine that. Uh, although I believe he uses them for chapter art or some other kind of alternative uh, type shit. Yes. So anyway, what I've done is I found one of the frames of the GIF that kind of has all of the text incorporated with it and still has some bowling alley ac- or bowling pin action and the little weed uh, overlay that he did. He, it was a masterful work. It's a masterpiece. 
It's so mesmerizing. Make Harrism did a really great job at it. And uh, Yeah, thank you so much. So I've kind of um, tweaked it a bit and made it to where the that still frame can be tonight's show art, too. Okay. And, and then you'll just have to look at my post and your post for the movement and the pin action. Uh, we say goodnight to NetNed, by the way. Night-night, NetNed. He's going to NetBed, but he sent us a, a big-ass baller boost, so we want to thank him. Uh, and we'll be thanking him in just a bit. But uh, last on my list of people who have been busy, Fletcher was in a goddamn tornado. I heard last and night. saw and sent some love. I mean, he wasn't like inside the tornado, but I mean, it was like just on about. his it was on his block. Yeah. It was on his street. It was like right there. You know, like you got to hide from it kind of thing. Holy moly. That was a great story listening to that uh, tale of the tornado. And uh, if you get a chance for the Fletcher Fund, go over to hogstory.net and send some hoggeroos over his way. He's been uh, power knocked out and et cetera. And uh, do some love and use some uh, electricity be back on karma. Definitely. So that's another big, lovely part of value for value is that uh, we help each other up. We're community. Exactly. And, uh, when anybody is in need, we all step up and fill the need right away. Because that's what we're there for. That's right. And uh, these are valuable people in our lives. Fletcher's so humble, too. I loved last night he was talking about just being in disbelief of all the people that sent love to him. It's like, yeah, dude. Dude, I... You're a pillar of this community. Everyone loves you. The whole birthday trip, I've just felt like a retard for the same reasons. You know what I mean? Like, the whole uh, whole concept of, like, what did I... Like, there's no way, you know? You're, I could even... Uh, and so I could totally feel that when he was like just trying to express uh, gratitude and feeling like falling short. I was like, dude, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's like pure ultra love. And uh, wow. Just takes uh, the words right out of your mouth. What the fuck do you say to that? Value. You say value. Yeah, that's <laughs> correct. Uh, caught me off guard, but it's on here somewhere. Value. Yeah. Yeah. It's all you can say. It's all you can say. Uh, that end, uh... Thank you, bitch. Yeah, thank you, of course. Yeah. Speaking of thanking people, well, we'd like to say uh, thank you to all of the bowlers that keep this thing rolling down the lanes each and every Tuesday. That's right. Uh, value for value is what we're talking about, where we put this thing out week after week, bowl after bowl, with no paywall, no ad reads, no uh, corporate hands deep in our buttholes, uh, moving our mouths, uh scamming our listeners, uh, lying to people, selling bullshit products we don't actually care about, all that kind of stuff that goes on Yeah, on your typical Spotify $30 million podcast deals. No fucking way. That's not how we play around here. We're value for value. And so all we ask is uh, that you take a listen, hang out, try to understand, and eventually you might get it. Eventually you might not. Eventually you might say, hey, this isn't for me. And that's all right. Uh, we don't hate you. And uh, we invite you to listen to one of the other over 4 million podcasts out there. But if you find yourself sticking around Tuesday after Tuesday, bowl after bowl, and uh, you dig the content, you dig the uh, environment, you find value in what we bring, all we ask is you consider what kind of value that is and return it in some way. And we always like to thank the people who send in uh, the treasure part of the trifecta, the time, talent, and treasure. We always like to thank those folks up front 
right here in the first uh, section of the show. And we start that off in the PayPal's with none other than Mr. Sharky Shark. Bono, 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 no, no. Thank you, Sharky. Sharky has uh, again sent in his recurring monthly stonation of $4.20. Hey. So I appreciate that very much. I'm sure Lorian appreciates that very much. I sure do. The recurring donations keep the bills paid. Yeah, that's correct. And, uh, yeah, they keep the website online, keep everything going, keep the stream going, they keep the servers running, all that good stuff. So, an appreciation. I'm gonna give you this joint, nigga. There you go. And we also got Halevin Halevin uh, from our boy Circus Media. Aw, thank you, Circus Media. Who was also at the birthday bash. And I think I neglected to mention, uh, I did say he got me some bourbon, but he got me chicken cock bourbon. which I had never heard of before, but, oh, it's fantastic. The design of the bottle is gorgeous, too. That honeycomb pattern. Mm -hmm. It's nice, easy to grip. And uh, one of the oldest bourbon brands in the U.S., Chicken Cock, was established in 1856 in Paris, Bourbon County, Kentucky. Hmm. Seven decades later, it was a staple of Prohibition-era speakeasies, including the world's famous Cotton Club, known as the famous old brand... So Chicken Cock died off after World War II, but has now been returned to its rightful place in the pantheon of great American heritage whiskeys, reviving a great old brand. Wow. So it's cool. It's like a revamped piece of history. And best of all, 90 proof. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Straight to the face, my friends. Hell yeah. Just the way we like it. So we appreciate that. And we appreciate the monthlies. Uh, they really keep all of the bills taken care of so that we don't have to worry and fret too much about that and we also uh of course are plugged in with a new live son of a bitch you want to if you want to put it that way this is a new live son of a bitch we're hooked up to podcasting 2.0 receiving boostograms and damn we were one of the first ones in line we've been doing this thing rocking it out getting uh little bits of bitcoin streamed and boosted to the node that's right, our own node running in our own house. Boom, right on cue. Just like that. All the pins you hear knocking over during the show, those are the sounds of sweet, sweet boostograms hitting the node, uh, which you can rip all your clothes off and participate by going to nudepodcastapps.com. And uh, you can get yourself one. You can get yourself one and join in in the fun. In fact, when you're dancing over there, uh, in your birthday suit, you can dance to this little tune. I'm gonna boost some sides. I've got 40,000 in my wallet. I'm, I'm, I'm boosting value contribution. This is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, fucking awesome. Makes you wanna shift a little bit. Why don't you shift a little bit? Move that ass. Yeah. Uh, so I'm shifting over to the helipad boost tracker, uh, where I look at all the boosts that came in since last week, and Harv Hat always hits us on the fade out. Last Tuesday, I hit us with that 1420 boost out of CurioCaster. Thank you, Howard Fat. Appreciate you. And uh, we had a few hundred sat boosts coming in from uh, Stephen B for Stay A While. He's testing the split kit out, it looks like, that time. So we appreciate that. A little test action. I'm always happy to test. Uh, the node never sleeps, baby. Even uh, when we're doing repairs. We try to keep it secret and do it at like four in the morning when nobody else is boosting. So we try to have maximum uptime for the notage. Uh, next up, 3333 sats coming in. That's coming from Fountain. 
And uh, that's from Dame Trail Chicken. Oh, buck, buck. Thank you. And uh, she says, in the bowl, with lightning emojis on each side of that. In the bowl to you. In the bowl, yeah, the bowl is lit. Super lit. Bowl is lit, love is lit, all that shit. Next up, 33,000 sats. 33,000, that's right. From Paytar. Oh, thank you, Paytar. Good to see you. Uh, they're boosting from Fountain. Appreciate that. He's boosting episode 250, The Bulls with Buds Bowling Near Uranus. Very nice. Which was just a bull-tastic time. Uh, what did we say? 12 mouths, 11 mics? Yeah. It was a, uh, super, super packed gathering. And, uh, his boost says, Sounds like some fun was had in Uranus. <laughs> if you only knew how fun things really were. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I had a really great time. It's fantastic. It was, it was a kick-ass <laughs> time. And, by the way, there's, in that show, the most splits we've ever put in. Uh, nowhere near the record. I think Boobery and Kyron kind of have... Uh, oh, yeah, they were battling it out. Sword uh, sword fought each other over that. Uh, I, I think Boobery came out on top. Yes. Of that uh, particular shootout. But, either way, I could never even come close to the number of splits those guys have put in episodes. However... There are, I want to say, like 10 different splits in that. So you are uh, supporting everybody on the uh, in the Uranus crowd by boosting that Bowls with Buds episode 250 uh, from, from now till forever, by the way. So we love that and we appreciate that. Uh, next up, we had a little 69-69 action. 69-69, dudes! My favorite! Uh, that's coming in from Dag. What's up, Dag? Oh, I love Dag. Good to see you. You like Dag? I like Dag. Uh, he's boosting from Fountain, and uh, he says, Thank you for all the positive vibes that you guys put out into the world every week. Also, I know I'm really late, but happy belated 33rd Sir Spencer. Well, thank you, sir. Thank He'll you. be 33 all year. That's right. Yeah. And you're not late. A boost arrives precisely when it means to. Amen. And, uh, Fist bump. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate that. Uh, next up, I looked at it four times just to double check. This is an accurate number. 100,000 sats. Holy. From NetNed. Aw, thanks, NetNed. Uh, I think at the time he must have been... Smoking a bowl, sir. Because, wow, what a baller boost. That might be a record. Baller bowler boost. That might be a record for the bowl. Uh the six figs. I'm not 100% sure about that. Somebody out there is like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, we're always behind the curtain. But it's been a while, man. I can tell you that. Uh, 100,000 sets. And he says, I like sats. <laughs> yeah. I uh, like sats, too. Fucking love it. We should it. hang out. Yeah. I can't believe you like sats. I like sats, though. I got those on my board now. I can't believe you like sats, too. We should hang out. Except for that one's way too that fucking one's a hot. hot. I, need to, I need to adjust. It's all right. I'll adjust. You'll have to remind me. I'll, I'll remember next time I hit it, I guess. Shift. Move your ass a little. Yeah, move adjust. that ass way down. <laughs> uh, thank you, NetNed. Yeah, thank you, NetNed. We love you. You are the man. Here's another demand. Uh... 55.33 sats from Weirdo. Oh, thanks, Weirdo. I like that number. Weirdo coming in from Fountain, uh, where, by the way, we're filling his sat wallet up, too, with all the uh, Bulls with Buds boosts. That's right. Uh, it's really cool when people have just a Fountain account, because then you can just look up by username, and 
the web view actually just shows you their value split tag. And so you don't even have to ask them what their shit is. You just look them up. It's so convenient. Oh my goodness. That was one of the, one of the better features that Fountain has implemented for sure is the way that uh, you can just look people's profile up and get a value split for them. It's brilliant. Yeah, that is great. It's, it's brilliant. Stupid simple, just the way I like it. Saved me so much time making all those different splits. Just being like, you got a fountain wallet? <laughs> uh, he says, pack your bowls, buds. And after that bowl, pack another bowl because it's bowl after bowl. Oh, I'm sorry. I read it. God damn it. I read it wrong. Ah, redo. Pack your bowls, buds. And after that bowl, pack another bowl because it's bowl after fucking bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. You got to read it right. Definitely. You work hard for the sets, right? Yes. Um, I noticed while digging through my ISO collection, and I goddamn didn't put it on the board. So um, For shame. I know, right? I, I sit here and I collect all these fucking ISOs, and then really what I end up doing is just sending them to Booberry and then going to bed. <laughs> well, you know Boob will put them in a really good spot. Yeah, if, if only I had my clip slit I've been working on for fucking three years, you know? Until then, just send them to the moth, man. Oh, man. <laughs> but uh, I had a perfect... Uh, I think I had a perfect drop for this. Big dummy, can we do this right? I swear it's going to be so worth it. Oh, my God. Weirdo alert. <laughs> oh, my God. What a... T- wow. <laughs> yeah, this is worth the wait. It oh was my God. worth it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Weirdo alert. Yeah, there's the last boosts we ever get. <laughs> Oh, Weirdo man. is good people. Weirdo is great people. Yeah. And uh, I'm so glad that he uh, stumbled into our wackiness that we had going that weekend. Yeah. I'm so thankful he showed up in Uranus and stuck around, even though we uh, directed him to a freaking military base. Yeah. <laughs> or a fort. Oh, my God. Some federal bullshit. I know. It was like, out of all the retarded <laughs> shit I pulled, nobody was like, oh, this has got to be the spook. Because they were like... Dude, the spook would never accidentally send us to a fucking military base. This is definitely the stoned idiot. Yeah. This is the stoned retard. And his retarded wife. Absolutely confirmed. did not look anything up. I was just like, oh yeah, okay, that's the bowling alley closest to where we're at. And the one that I wanted to send everyone to shut down during the scamdemic. Well, what can you do about that, really? It, It all worked out. The it did bowling all alley out. we went to is 33 minutes away, and it was perfect. It, it was, was a real, true bowling alley. It was. It was a bowler's bowling alley, man. Uh, Indeed. explains why so many bowlers made it out there. Next up, we have 4269 sats from Harv Hat, his signature Woo. intro boost. Thank you again, Harv Hat. That one's coming out of CurioCaster. Appreciate you, baby. Next up, Servo is boosting 13,337 sats. That's Ooh. a... Leet boost. You got to hold the E part out because there's an extra E in there. See, elite. Yeah. A long leet boost from Podverse, and he said, that one's hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I wonder if he's talking about There's the, been a uh, couple. I can't believe you like sats, too. We should hang out. <laughs> I gotta, like, Probably. Crank the volume down on the fly on that. Thank you, Servo. As I launch it. Good God. Good googly moogly. Uh, next up. 11,111 sats. That's five Richards in one sack. Mm. From Lavish. Oh, thanks, Lavish. Lavish coming out of Fountain, of course. Uh, speak of the devil, the schemer himself. 
Uh, you can check him out at BehindTheSchemes.com with threes freeze. Egg boost, he says, in all caps, because he is not fucking around <laughs> with the egg boosts. It's a serious egg boost. So we got absolutely egged. That is coming in, by the way, from Fountain. Live tag. Love that live tag out of Fountain. It's really uh, making my nipples hard, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, I know what you're saying about hard nipples, that's for sure. <laughs> All that egg talk. Uh, eggs and live tags, man. I could only get so erect in the nipple zone. Uh, next up, 6969 coming in once again. 6969, dudes! This time from the one and only Bowley Steed. Bowley! Thank you. Bole, bole, boosting that off the Fountain app. And uh, she says, here for the shit stain education this week, Prime Trust, a.k.a. Fortress. M, value for value. Yeah. And then a little bowling emoji, because that's what you do. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, next up, Sir TJ the Raffle. He's boosting out of Podverse 3555 sats. Appreciate that. He says, been slammed with working and my wonderful children. We'll get music stuff to you eventually. Thanks for all you do. Bowl on. Appreciate you, Sir TJ. Oh, actually, yeah. I was frantically combing through. I had like 200 emails in my inbox and I hadn't looked for like 10 days. And I was like, oh God, I bet I missed something from him. And I was like looking through, looking through, looking through. Nothing in there. I was like, ooh, ooh. And then I was like, yeah. after we do the show, I'll check in with him tomorrow. But look at that. He boosted in, reassuring me. He'll get it to me. So that's cool. That's cool. If you're in no rush, I'm in no rush, but I uh, also would love, love, love to get your uh, album out there posted and boostable uh, so we can all join in in the music boost and fun. And that goes for all musicians out there. That's right. Yeah. If you want to be an independent uh, dog, then uh, get at me. We'll help you. We'll help you. Next up, the one and only NA Millennial. Hey, Nom. He sends a boob boost, 8008 sets. Nice. From Fountain. And oh my goodness, it is just one of those squares that loads up when the program that you are reading from can't read whatever uh. was sent. What could it be? It makes me want to scroll up through the chat and see if maybe IRC caught it. Uh, and it looks like it's a square with four dots in there as well, which is just kind of like a, uh, it's a mystery boost. I'll have to look through Fountain and look at the comments. Maybe Fountain can properly display it. It's so modern, you know. <laughs> Certainly there's a Unicode character that it can display and none others can. I should hope so. But uh, either way, we appreciate you. Uh, I'm using my imagination. Dan, of course. Dan, of course, is half of the uh, Millennial Media Offensive, which runs uh, just before we do on the NA stream. It's Angry Tech News and it's MMO.show. The Millennial Media Offensive. Then it's uh, DH Unplugged, and then it rolls into us. Tuesdays, man. Tuesdays get some legs on the stream, I tell you what. Yeah, Tuesdays are always packed. No doubt. Uh, finally, last here on my list so far, but certainly not the least, we've got the Super Magical Leaf. Uh, five threes. Ooh. 33,333 sats from Mary-Kate Ultra. Oh, thanks, Mary-Kate Ultra. Mary-Kate Ultra sending us a boost from Fountain says, Go Big 33! Oh, definitely. Uh, absolutely the biggest go I've had so far, without a doubt. All year long. How does it feel? How does it feel to be 33? Oh, it's still not <laughs> quite sunk in. 
got me saying. Wow, look at that. Wow. Look at those guys. Wow. Wow. Hey, uh, give me a cranberry vodka. Little vodka cranberry again. Oh, vodka cranberry. Little vodka cranberry out the ass. Little vodka cranberry at the ass. There's a bar around here. Little vodka cranberry again. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Love it. That man loves Russian bitches. Are you kidding right now? Oh, my God. Those girls are awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Oh, my God. You kidding me right now? That's how I feel about all of these valuable boosters. Yes, uh, speaking of value, Make Heroism just slapped us from Fountain with a little 69-69 action. 69-69, dudes! Oh, the magical, magical numbers. Thank you, Make Heroism. Appreciate that. Appreciate all you bowlers. What a bunch. I got a a boost blush going right now. My cheeks are flush with a boost bust. (laughs) A a boost, what did I say? Boost blush. Boost blush. You're making me boost blush right oh, now. Oh my goodness gracious. Boost. I love it. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank <laughs> you so much. I'm going to boost bust. Of course, uh, bust and boosts and uh, PayPal's is not the only way by a long shot that we can give and receive value to and from one another. That's for sure. The simplest way is to just pass the bowl to someone you think might enjoy it. To the left, of course. And then also... Uh, you can make art, you make jingles, you can send in news stories to show at bowlafterbowl.com or reach out to either of us. And every week we have a first time I ever topic that you can tell us about in a voicemail. And this week our topic is the first time I ever went on the internet. So all you have to do is pick up your phone and call 816 that's right we'll play it and we will not screen it so say what you want to say anything at all and if you're voice shy or don't have good reception you can always send us a text message or a picture message at 816-607-3663. Send your dick pics. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness and boobs. gracious. Yeah. Especially boobs. Titties. Titties. Even more welcome. Always more welcome. welcome. Yeah, that's right. I can never... I realized the Home Sweet Home came on the radio the other day. I could just never hear it the same. Oh, as a Sir Seat Sitters jingle. Like, it's just, I just hear the 816 <laughs> every yeah. time, bro. Well, I'll tell you, when we were driving home from Uranus and Net Ned requested Home Sweet Home on the rock and roll pre show, there were just so many layers to that onion. I was fucking crying in the car looking out the window so you wouldn't see me crying. <laughs> it hit me. It hit me good. Right in the feels, man. <laughs> Yep. Speaking of the fields, holy moly, Fletcher just came in from Fountain. We have 42,000 sats! Whoa! That's a super baller stoner boost right there. Hell yeah! Um, you get my voice crack activated for that one. one <laughs> oh yeah. Give me a oh. hit of that voice crack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright! <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Fletcher. We love you. We love you, man. He is, by the way, 
boosting um, a smart lad. He's boosting episode 250, blowing smoke in your anus and spreading them sats around to the to the fellas and ladies that were there. And said, trying fountain again, set that ISO list to shuffle and let that sucker play. Oh, yeah. I've never done a blunt. I'd do one. So when are we smoking some weed? Oh, I feel stupid now. Um, it's the weed. Smoke weed every day. You mind if I do it, Jay? Wow. I am really high. <coughs> oh, shit. Nice. Oh, shit. That was a good ISO shuffle. Yeah, just shuffled through some of the weed ones. There we go. Appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate all you bowlers. You guys are such lovelies. Such lovelies. That's right. Uh, so, right around Meow, this is the uh, time where we segue into a little segment I like to call... Oh, yeah, it makes you really want to build a node, and the node that uh, you want to build is your own node, man. Yeah, man. I still see Bitcoiners on Bitcoin Twitter whining about, Oh, it's too high of unchained fees, and there's all these custodians. How do I know what best wallet to use? Mm. And I'm always like, Brusky, how long have you been doing this? You need to just build your own node, and then you don't have to worry about whose wallet to use, and you don't need to worry about no uh, high on-chain fee environments. Once you get some channels open, that is, and you can just shoot them sats in and out of your node, beep boom, beep boom, instantly, for damn near free. Damn near free. I'm always astounded at how few Bitcoiners seem to actually know about either the Lightning Network or the fact that they can run their own node that does that, and they don't have to trust any uh, wallet provider. You could do it, too. It really doesn't take a computer science degree. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. Yeah, because neither of us have one. No. And we both. No. And uh, Built the nodes. All I know is JavaScript, people. So, like, that is certified retarded. Hey, all I know is MySpace era HTML, so fuck <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, but I built an umbral. You did. It was pretty much plug and play. Yeah, man, they make it real simple. Yeah. Really accessible. I promise. And then when you hit a snag, you can hop into shit, any one of the many uh, chat rooms over here on zeronode.irc.net or irc.zeronode.net, whatever the hell it is. There's plenty of people willing to help you out, man. Get you over those humps. So uh, we recommend it. That's what we're trying to say. Get in the car and drive, man. The roads will look more familiar once you've been around the block a few times. It's less scary. It's less scary. You're like, whoa, this actually works, man. Yeah, you just got to get in the car and drive. And then you will finally realize I am not some big brain whiz kid. It's just a regular thing you can do. Uh, Speaking of regular things you can do, I always like to lead off with the biggest stories in the on-chain, off-chain segment. And the biggest story this week in Bitcoin news is the KC Bitcoiners block party is going down this Saturday. Yeah, this Saturday. This Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. It is going to be in Westport yet again. The same location as the past parties? That's right. 4021 Ooh. Pennsylvania Avenue in KC Mo, in the heart of Westport. We're going to have a maker's market, people selling their wares for Bitcoin. Lorian will be there with yeah. the gemstones. That's right. Uh, in a nice little table. I will be doing a presentation 
on value for value over the lightning network as it relates to podcasting and the emerging music uh publication so that should be fun i'm kind of trying to prepare for the big time uh next july uh tennessee nashville tennessee bitcoin conference where we're all trying to kind of vie to be part of the presentation that uh, Dave and Adam are talking about on Podcasting 2.0. So it's going to be sick. Hell yeah. They need 33 people up there for that presentation. I think that's correct. That's a reasonable number to aim for. Yeah. Uh, and so far we got like uh, half a dozen, I think. <laughs> so we're on our way is what I'm trying to say. At least, yeah. I'm trying to say we're on our way. Uh, yes, there will be trivia. It's free to the public. You can follow at Bitcoin Party KC on Twitter oh. for more information. Or KCBitcoiners.com uh, has an events tab that sends you over to the Meetup site where you can RSVP. Food and drinks, buy stuff with Bitcoin, hang out with Bitcoiners. Uh, somebody might even give you sats if you're hanging around asking enough questions. Who knows? It's true. It's happened many times before. So these are always a lot of fun. And you can turn your cash into corn. That's right. You don't need, don't need no wristband. You don't need no fucking $5,000 early bird ticket bullshit like most of these Bitcoin events. You just show up and you're there. We're doing it rain or shine, wind or no wind, uh, tents be damned. We're going to do it no matter what. So come hang out Saturday. This thing, by the way, kicks off at 5 p.m. Oh, and, it's a uh, late one. Little little uh, evening type stuff. 5 to 10 p.m., I think that my uh, talk is scheduled for seven, so just avoid that window if you don't, you know. You guys hear me talk enough, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, it should be grand old time. Grand old time. Uh, also, KC Bitcoiners event's coming up. Coffee, Bitcoiners and coffee is uh, this Friday morning. We're doing another one, 7 a.m. as usual, at uh, Thou Mayest, the River Quay, as usual. Will you be at that one? I will not, because I got to teach class. Oh, right. Yeah. Wish I could make it, but uh, it's not in the cards this time. Also, Beers with Bitcoiners next Wednesday at the bar in Mission. I will be at that one. 6 p.m. at the bar. You know where the bar is, right next to the Salvation Army. So uh, come out. Usually pretty good attendance at that one. So Yeah, the bar is a rocking spot mm -hmm. for people to show up because they can just walk over. They can. They can. Uh, some Interesting war going on between Apple and a lot of Bitcoin apps right now. You may have heard of this. You may have heard this going around. Uh, this story kind of first was making the rounds last Tuesday that uh, the popular Noster client Domus was to be removed from Apple's app store in 14 days due to the zaps. Mm. So there's seven days left on that clock and ticking. Um, it's being asked to integrate Apple approved in-app purchases huh. in accordance with guideline 3.1.1 instead of zaps or be removed from the app store. So the fact that you can send somebody, uh, a few pennies worth of value over the lightning network sovereignly, and you don't get to, uh, suck Apple's dick on the way from point A to point B and pay their fucking 33% kiss the ring fee or whatever the fuck they're charging people these days. They're not very happy about that. They don't want to be circumvented, circumnavigated. Why Bitcoiners are still on Apple products is way the fuck beyond me. <laughs> Seriously. But there you have it. There you have it. 
Domus to be removed from the Apple App Store. Uh, Apple says apps are not allowed on their platform because they could be used by content creators to sell digital content. Oh, no. Oh, my God. God forbid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank God they haven't found out about Fountain yet. Holy shit. Uh, the developer for Domus was quoted saying, this would be a water... Uh, watershed moment if people can't transact freely p2p on their platform this has huge implications for the entire ecosystems of apps with lightning integration integration and value for value yeah no doubt yeah everybody else like doing the little side eye puppet you know the side eye puppet meme like oh the god. little monkey guy oh god yeah. oh god yeah who's next who's next glad you asked robosats uh well, this is a little bit different. This is an Apple, but RoboSats admin has been banned from Telegram communications. And, uh. Great. Yeah, thanks, Telegram. Fuck you, Telegram. You suck, Telegram. I bitched about this, I think, last week. How I wouldn't even be on Telegram if it weren't for, like, a couple dozen people that I can only get a hold of through that fucking platform. Ugh. Yeah, you've bitched about this bowl after bowl. <sighs> so, RoboSats admin was banned from there. They've moved all communications over to Matrix, SimpleX, and Noster. Okay. Uh, RoboSats group owner indiscriminately banned by Telegram and thus managing the group effectively is no longer possible, so he made a quick uh, dummy account just to make that announcement. Nice. Also, no replies to his inquiries after two weeks. Most likely they automatically banned it, yet they locked me out of it. So hmm. he can't get back into his Telegram account. Oh, even if they undid their ban or whatever. Yeah, so he said, this is the last time I created a Telegram account. Fuck you guys, we're moving to Simplex and uh, Matrix. What did he get banned over? What was the There's content? no reason given. Oh, great. Yeah. That's nice. Of course not. It was probably just some robo-ban bullshit. Yep. You know, if enough retards hit the report button on your account, a robot just fucking bans you. I mean, yeah. these aren't really sophisticated systems. And they're run by fucking morons. So, you know, this is why we can't have nice things. Ambi um, Nambies, every one of them. A update to the uh, Damas story kind of rolled out. Uh, there was a tweet from Damas. Damas app. Uh, on the 13th last week, Damas has to remove the zap button on post because this is considered, quote, selling digital content. Only zaps on profiles are allowed. <laughs> This cripples Domus pretty bad, but you can still zap at least, frowny face. And, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of uh, wailing and gnashing of teeth, of course, over this, rightfully so. Um, many users pointed out that Apple's strict policy does not make sense in Domus's case, as there is no sale of digital content happening via notes. It's just people sending value to each other, V yeah. for V. Totally voluntary. It's not a paywalled content thing. You can just zap shit. You can just send a zap on Noster just like you can send a boost uh, in the kind of podcasting 2.0 sphere. It's the exact same concept. It's just that you're boosting a little toot or tweet instead of some uh, audio content. But the mechanisms all remain the same. You're just sending a lightning payment to somebody you uh, appreciate and want to send value to, which should really be considered a free speech, uh, a free speech issue. Definitely. Like, if I want to send this to this person, who the fuck can get in my way? Well, Apple thinks that uh, they can. Per Apple's policy, payments implemented as in-app purchases face an up to 30% Apple commission fee. Uh, 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 I've been over and take the 30%. Uh, give me the 30%. 
Some suggested bypassing app stores altogether by building progressive web apps that can simply be added onto the home screen. Others were quick to remind that it's not the first time when Apple takes an anti-Bitcoin stance and uh, certain centralized ecosystems are not ideal platforms for free open source and censorship-resistant software. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it's not the first time and it won't be the last. You don't say? You interessante? Oh, man. Even Elon Musk chimed in on the situation, which means he tweeted. Uh, (laughs) If Apple competes against the whole world, Apple will have the whole world against it. This is not a winning scenario. (laughs) I mean, uh, that's a cute observation, let's say. Yeah, Um, but aren't they too big to fail? uh, Maybe. We'll see. I mean, it would be great for people to vote with their buying power. Get the fuck off of Apple, okay? Steve's been dead for... Well over a decade. Yeah. Okay, it's over. It's done. Whatever kind of pie-in-the-sky dream world admiration you had for Apple and its high fucking psychedelic ideals, they're all dead, gone, lies, buried. Way long ago. Way long ago. Don't be a fucking slave, man. Get out of Apple. Get out of Apple. You did ask who's next. Who's next is Zeus. Oh, I happen to know Zeus. I happen to love Zeus. I, I happen Zeus. to use Zeus. Zeus is a wallet that can integrate into your own node and uh, has a really nice way to connect via Tor so that I can pay lightning invoices while I'm out and about using my home node over the Tor network and some onion services. And what do we hear uh, also last week? Well, Zeus version 0.7.6 The update has been rejected from Apple's App Store, once again highlighting the issue of Apple's walled garden policies. Boo, walled gardens. Death to walled gardens. This might be a dumb question. Okay. But if you have an Apple product and you want to use these apps that are banned from the App Store, can't you still just go right to their website and download them? So you can if they have like a progressive web app, which would just be essentially saving a website on your uh home screen yeah that's not it's a little there's a little bit more fanciness to it these days when people chuff 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 on pwas but essentially that's what's going on right you're just going to a website uh via your your little device um yeah that'd be one way what's nice about the android platform is you can install third-party apks which are just apps that you get from wherever you happen to trust you know all I got to do is turn off the uh, setting that blocks those. Uh, you can use alternative, uh, more privacy-focused stores like F-Droid. You can de-Google your phone entirely with something like Graphene OS. There's a lot of different solutions over there on the Android side. For Apple, you have to straight-up jailbreak your shit uh, in order to circumvent the App Store and different uh, different things like that. Yeah. And so what that brings you around to is you are not the owner of any of your iPhones. Apple just gives you the privilege of using it, but uh, they still own it. And you. Yeah, so fuck them. Fuck them. Stop using it. Fuck them. Get off Apple. Speaking of Apple and their uh, just undying commitment to protecting us from zaps and other evil potential shit, uh, fake Trezor Wallet app. Tops search result for Trezor in Apple's App Store. Oh, lovely. Thanks, Apple. Wow, you run such a strict App Store. You're on top of all these fucking um, 
different rules and regulations. And yet, when you type in Trezor, which, by the way, get off Trezor too. Yeah. But the first search result in Trezor in the Apple App Store will bring up Trezor Wallet Suite, uh, which, as of the time of my voice hitting this microphone, may not be the case anymore, but this story did just break today. Uh, it's a malicious application that will request your seed phrase, which oh. allows its operators to steal all of your corn. <laughs> wow. Great work. Trezor Wallet Suite. It's like a green logo with a little uh, lock on it that looks like home plate. It's made to look like a secure Trezor Wallet uh, companion, and you just download it, and it asks for your fucking seed phrase, and then uh, you pop it in, and you get fucking rugged. Good job. Welcome to the App Store. Thanks, Apple. Where everything is super safe and vetted. Thank God we can be safe with the Apple fucking App Store. Up your ass. What a bunch of clowns. This app has been up for weeks. Although the total number of victims is unknown, it could easily be in the hundreds or thousands. So that is a quote that is pure speculation. But what's the point? What's the point of this uh, gatekeeper, wise man, eye in the sky, Apple App Store, if they're letting bullshit like this through? I'll tell you what the point is. 30%. Uh, uh, yeah, 30%. Give us, give us our money. Give us our fee. Uh, uh. Yeah, it's a pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. And you're on the bottom getting fucked in the butt. Oh, and they're the mummies in the pyramid getting yeah. their mummy money. Yeah, so that's the state of Apple in the App Store right now. Uh, do want to end on a happy note, though. Oh, thank goodness. And this one kind of slipped by me because this came out the beginning of the month this decision was handed down. Uh, border searchers, uh, excuse me, border searches, border searches of cell phones require a warrant rules the U.S. federal judge in a historic decision. Good. A quote from the ruling, the number of warrantless devices, uh, device searches at the border and the significant invasion of privacy they represent is only increasing. In fiscal year 2022, uh, Customs and Border Patrol conducted an all-time high of 45,499 device searches. Oof. Unconstitutional without a warrant. Another quote from the decision, U.S. Customs and Border Protection asserts broad authority to conduct warrantless and often suspicionless devices, uh, device searches at the border, which includes ports of entry at the land borders, international airports, and sea uh, ports. This is a quote uh, from the Electronic Frontier Foundation regarding the decision. Uh, the decision, uh, United States v. Smith, and that was a district court uh, judge in New York handing down that decision. Being the first court, by the way, to rule that a warrant is required for a cell phone search at the border, absent uh, exigent circumstances. You'll have to forgive me, I'm just a simple retard. So I do not uh, know what the word exigent means. Well, let's Pressing and demanding. Well, yes. Urgent. Adjective formal. There's exactly why I don't know that word. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I'm just extra casual around here, man. I'm talking about exigent. Sounds subjective to me. <laughs> Exigent? Isn't that what's making the freaking frogs gay? <laughs> uh, Might be. Yeah. Uh, super pressing circumstances, let's say, for the retards like me who need it boiled down a little bit. Uh, so really great. Uh, yeah, but who decides that it's a pressing circumstance? Law enforcement? Yeah, mm. perhaps. But uh, what they're saying is like these nearly fifty-five or these nearly fifty thousand device searches. 
most of them didn't have any reason at all. No suspicion, no reason, just, oh, we, f- we feel like looking through your shit. Yeah, of course they don't have a reason. It's just like, uh, you know, hey, we're going to search your car, bud. So uh, the judge rules, hey, you want to search a phone at the border? Get a motherfucking warrant. Which is how it should be. According to our constitution, I don't know if anybody reads that shit anymore. It's so old and dusty. And written in cursive. But, uh... Which they don't teach kids anymore. Yeah, man. <laughs> they. They. Fucking the they. Public education. Ugh. Anyway, that's my, uh, shit stain for this week. Cool. Well, it ended on a good note. A little bump of cocaine at the end, just to pick you up. Yeah. If someone asks to search your phone, you say, fuck no, man. I'm gonna need to see a warrant. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Now it's time for my favorite part of the night, actually. Top three. There's a dangerous heat wave that's continuing to affect 33 million residents in the South. Including uh, our buddy Fletcher. Indeed. Yeah. 100 plus degree Fahrenheit weather, plus the humidity, which makes it feel like 10 to 20 degrees hotter. And they've defined the South in this headline as Houston to New Orleans. So that's kind of a small section of the South. It's like the Gulf Coast. But. It's even like the uh, western half of the Gulf Coast, really. If you think about it. Yeah. Indeed it is. It's hot everywhere, though. But hey, 33 million motherfuckers. There's a lot of motherfuckers. That's a headline where we do nothing but talk about the weather in the whole story. (laughs) That's what really got me. Solid. Yeah, very solid. Based in conversation pilled. Yeah, 33 million residents uh, being affected by that hot weather, didn't you hear? Don't you know? Yeah, that's a great conversation starter. All the weather, it's so hot. Now we've got clips from my other top three thirty-three stories, beginning in Arizona with this one. Officials are investigating after a 33-year-old man fell to his death this week while touring the Grand Canyon, walking across the viewing platform. Here's what we know. The Mojave County Sheriff's Office search and rescue team responded to the Grand Canyon West Skywalk. This was around 9 o'clock Monday morning after receiving multiple reports that the identified, unidentified 33-year-old man fell over 4,000 feet plummeting up the walkway that allows tourists to look down to the bottom of the canyon. Officials launched a rescue effort immediately that included a helicopter and two short-haul technicians. Man was determined to be deceased. He was taken to the Holopai Nation. Unclear yet if the man's death was an accident or if he committed suicide. We will keep you guys posted. Yeah, so let's cross Grand Canyon off of your vacation destinations while you're 33 years old (laughs) yeah you couldn't catch me dead on the skywalk anyway though you know that it's it's like a glass walkway where you just see straight down below you you have to put this is what kills me at the skywalk is to go on it you have to store your personal belongings including backpacks and i believe purses in a locker to enter and then you have to put those little sock bag things on your shoes so that you're not scuffing or dirtying up the glass. And then again, you know, you're just standing on glass 4,000 feet up. That's a big no thank you from me. Yeah, we like getting high, but let's not be ridiculous. Another thing I liked in this clip is that the woman said uh, identified unidentified 33-year-old male. Uh, I caught that. Yeah. Bully Steed and the Bull caught that too. 
Yeah, which is it? And how do we know his age if we don't know his identity? Because CNN speculated that his identity was unknown because all of his personal belongings got stored before he walked out onto the walkway. Smells Which, like bullshit to me. You know, you could also just deduce from the pe- stop everyone from going on and then get everyone off and give them their belongings. And whose belongings are left? There's your, your identity. Uh, and then they push the suicide aspect of it. Oh, yeah. I've seen that in a lot of articles <laughs> where they just speculate he um, jumped to his death. And that would be a beautiful way to go, I suppose. Listen. I'm telling you all right now, in my case, 33-year-old man did not kill himself, okay? Yeah, I would like to believe that. Y'all go and ISO that. Yeah. Oh, yes, obviously, you. I promise. Yeah, I know. Sir Spencer is not suicidal in the least bit. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know anything about Hillary Clinton. I don't even know what color her hair is. <laughs> really? Fucking Jesus. Yeah. But this... Skywalk, I am pretty sure, is on the reservation, the Wallapai Nation reservation, uh, which is why his body was... A whole wall of pie? Wait a second. I think you're burying the lead there. Wallapai. Not a whole wall, but a lot of people. <laughs> and Actually, I think it means people of the tall pines. Ah. Which uh, you can see from the canyon, but aren't necessarily on the canyon. So they took uh, his body to the hospital there on the reservation. I didn't know if that suggested he lived on the reservation or if that's just the closest hospital. So he was an unidentified identified man, but he wasn't identified, but they knew he was 33. They know they, he's like, 33. They like count the rings on his penis or something? How the, how the hell do you deduce that? Beats me. He's 33, but we don't know who he is. <laughs> Yeah. That's a fucking it's mystery. It's so suspicious, Wrapped isn't it? Wrapped in an enigma, yeah. Maybe he got suicided. Well, what I was going to say is that a fun fact that came out of this, most people who live on the Wallapai Reservation live in a town called Peach Springs, which was the inspiration for Radiator Springs in cars. Ah. That's just a little fun fact for you. <laughs> That's a fact so fun. Yeah. I saw that movie recently for the first time in my life. And then I went looking up the information. And then this story came out. And I was like, holy crap. That's kind of synchronistic in a dark and sad way. Weirdness. I've had nightmares about falling off of things like the Skywalk. So, no bueno. Also, thank you to Sir Oma for sending me that story before the headline popped up on my radar. In these dreams. Do you ever land before you wake up? No, I always wake up before I hit the ground. Safe. And I, like, my body jolts. And that's how I wake myself up. Like, my whole body jerks. You know, I think it's one of those things where your brain is not tired, but your body is, or vice versa. Something, yeah, something's out of whack. Yeah. I need a rational explanation for it, other than I'm dying in my dreams. (laughs) No, really, I'm just getting a beautiful view all the way down. Best I've ever had. Dreams in which I'm dying. (laughs) Well, here's another 33 story coming at you for my top 333. Intel is to invest more than $33 billion in Germany as part of its expansion push in Europe. Two cutting-edge chip facilities will be built in the eastern city of Magdeburg. 
The deal in Germany is Intel's third big investment in four days, following a $4.6 billion chip plant in Poland and a $25 billion factory in Israel. As for Germany specifically, its government is investing billions of euros in subsidies and passing favorable legislation to lure in tech companies. Smart. To Lorian Technica? Uh, those are your tech companies? Lorian Tech Companies? <laughs> no. Lure in. Lure in. Lure. Who knew my name could sound like that? Lure in. <laughs> Lorian Lure to Berlin. We're going to Lorian Tech Companies. Oh my God. I think that means put big titties on them. You'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then get them really baked. Oh my God. She's got big boobs, doesn't she? Yes! I knew it! And this was a crazy magical week, so I've actually got another clip for you. Uh-oh. Another pride display vandalized at the historic Stonewall Inn National Monument in Greenwich Village. This is the third time in just Here over a week. Police say 33 pride flags at the location were found broken and thrown to the ground around 8 this morning. Oh, it man. comes after the, dis after the display was vandalized on the 10th and the 15th this month. The NYPD's Hate Crimes Task Force is investigating all incidents separately. So far, they have not made any arrests. They had to count them all. Yeah, so we had Germany with three countries that they're courting for their new chip-making facilities, and then this, three vandalisms at the Stonewall Monument. Wow. And that third one had the 33 flags destroyed. Freaking magic all over the place. I tell you what, red flags everywhere. Be on high alert. I'm super suspicious now. <laughs> yeah, I know. You got to be suspicious every day because you're 33. This I'm year. on edge, man. I'm <laughs> like, all right, let's not do anything. Top three, 33. Where are you going? Nowhere. Don't follow me. Leave my phone in the drawer. Please. Yeah. <laughs> no more vacations. We went to Uranus. That's it for the year. We're staying <laughs> in the bowl. I'm just kidding. They want you to be scared, so you have to live fearlessly. Correct. And finally, this is just like a fun little quote I saw that made headlines in the outrage machine that is the mainstream media. This is Representative Byron Donalds, and he was commenting on the Donald Trump indictment situation and those classified documents. And here's what he had to say. As somebody who's been to Mar-a-Lago, you just can't walk through Mar-a-Lago of your own accord because Secret Service is all over the place. So if the documents are in a place, they're in a room, depending on the time of year, you can't even get into said room. There are 33 bathrooms at, at Mar-a-Lago. So don't act like it's just in some random bathroom that the guests can go into. That's not true. Now, if he wow, had said... Wow, that's an interesting drop. Right. If he had said any other number of bathrooms, I don't think... Uh, publications like Salon would have ran a headline saying, Ooh, Representative Donald's here says that it could have been in one of 33 bathrooms. As if that makes it better. Incredible. Makes you want to know, like, who set the bait? Was it the representative? Was it Trump himself putting 33 bathrooms in? Was it the lady that he bought Mar-a-Lago from way back in the day who already had the 33 bathrooms going? What the fuck? Does it even have 33 bathrooms? Does it even have 33 bathrooms? I want to flush 33 toilets all at the same time. <laughs> I want to go behind the curtain. Oh my God, I thought you'd never My ask. brain's already been there. There was a scandal that came out this week from United Airlines. Oh? As if commercial flights couldn't get more fucky 
Yeah. There were two cargo agents running a scheme where they were stealing weed from people's checked luggage and selling it and making about $10,000 a week. What? And this was specifically at the San Francisco International Airport. What? And, you know, federally illegal in all 50 states. So if you are flying and you're moving pounds of weed with you and one goes missing or all of them go missing, you can't report it stolen or do anything about it. You know? You just have to be lucky that you didn't get arrested, I guess, for trying to fly that weed. No doubt. So, uh... What happened was the feds realized that something suspicious was going on when two cargo agents got robbed in the parking lot and they were reviewing security footage trying to find the people who were holding them at gunpoint and robbing them. And they saw that a little bit earlier those two dudes had left a secure area of the airport with a couple trash bags, big black trash bags. Of who knows what, but why was it leaving the airport, you know? Mm -hmm. Suspicious. So they put in an informant. And not too long after, these cargo agents asked the informant to help them with their scheme. And, you know, they taught them how to do it. We go through the checked luggage, we grab weed. Not like personal amounts, like, you know, sealed pounds. Big amounts. And he got paid... $2,000 in cash per shift, and even more if he stole larger amounts of weed. So, their trial date hasn't been set. They're being charged with conspiracy to distribute a controlled substance. And if this is going on at the San Francisco International Airport, I mean, where else is it going on? Right. Potentially any state that has legal weed. Yeah, especially if it's one of those uh, underground scams, you know, then it's Working ice crime doing it, you know? You got guys here and there working TSA or airport security or who knows what. Either way, your baggage is being fingered through. Uh, <laughs> you know? <they're>, yep. <laughs> so it's just still, still probably not a great idea to fly with weed. It's not a great idea to fly with anything you love, including yourself. Uh, Don't fly commercial. Man. If you can help it. Yeah, sometimes you can't help it, man. That's the bummer of it all. I understand that, yeah. I mean, I I talk a tough game against uh, flying commercial, but if there was something that I just had to get to, and I had to get there quick, man, uh, I probably would still bite the bullet, but, you know. You'd make an exception. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It would have to be very special. Indeed, because I do not see myself flying commercial. I could. I could go the rest (sighs) of my life without doing it. I absolutely could. It makes me want to puke thinking about it. That's how much I don't want to do it. It makes me really want a aviator's license so I can just fly myself around. Yeah, well, I know a Casey Noah gender who has a pilot's license. Yes, indeed. I think I would ask them first. Yeah. If they can pull some strings for me. <laughs> well, you know, it's not really strings, it's just money. Please. You got to f- take oh. the lessons and the Unless you're talking about flying. No, I want hey, fly this me person somewhere. with the license to fly me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, there's that too. I'll pay him. Uh, I'm good. Speaking of paying him, you just heard some pins hit the uh hit the deck. That's cuz Fletcher rolled another one. Oh, now now. Uh he's rolling that out of fountain. 8085. Oh, Bob's boost. Bob's boost. He says, show Bob's, BB. Bob's out. 
you can quickly text your bobs to 816-607-3663. Bob's out for Harambe. Fletcher uh, needs to uh, uh, make sure they're in working order. We also, I've been informed by the bag channel, got a under-the-wire PayPal. Oh! <gasps> Uh, all the way from the Great White North, Sir Candinavian. Oh, just... he's sliding in with a thirty-three dollars. Wow, thanks, Sir Candinavian. He heard the thirty-three headlines and just couldn't keep away. Uh, no, he, what he said was "Happy thirty-third from Sir Candinavian." Well, thank you, sir. That warms my heart. Very much appreciate you up there. The uh... yeah, I just I also it makes me. Mad thinking about the informant being stuck in on that situation, you know. Uh, oh, definitely. Trust it's, no one, no new friends. It's a bit grody, isn't it? Yeah, but it's also gross to rifle through people's personal belongings. Oh, it's ab- abhorrent. It's like one of the <laughs> lowest moves you can make. It's just like, where else does this go on? Oh, everywhere. Hotels, hospitals. Yeah. Like, don't. <laughs> Anywhere your shit is and you are not. Mm-hmm. At the simultaneous uh, moment in time. Yep. Oh. I had uh, some more gross news come in from the feds. Uh, Xavier Becerra, the Health and Human Services Secretary, you remember the dusty man in the White House tasked him with uh, performing a review of the scheduling of weed on the Controlled Substances Act? Like, oh, maybe it should be rescheduled out of Schedule 1, which is where things that have absolutely no medical value and a high potential abuse risk factor live you know yeah maybe we should reschedule it down sure or you know in my world maybe <laughs> we should deschedule it yeah repeal prohibition or something like that yeah so anyways that was a while ago that biden asked them to start performing this review and there's been no update on that oh wow i'm so shocked to hear that right well you'll be even more shocked to hear that the Health and Human Services Secretary, Xavier Becerra, told Marijuana Moment that they aim to finish this scheduling review by the end of this year. Oh, yeah? Isn't that the most vague kick in the can down the road ever? Yeah. These fuckers don't have a deadline. They don't have a plan. And they have no motivation to reschedule or deschedule weed. Yeah, we're aiming to try to talk about thinking about wrapping it up by sometime in the end of the year or sometime in the, I don't know. Especially with Big Pharma now advertising all these uh, uh, new uses for old drugs to, you know, fight addiction to weed, which they call cannabis use disorder. Hmm. You know, it's like yeah. how they want to, they got to up their sales, so. Cannabis use disorder. Also known as CUD. 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 Yeah. They want to make it a thing. Don't let them. It's no. just weed. It's weed, man. Just fucking weed. Uh, or, you know, I guess as as your pop learned uh, at his bonfire, there's concentrates in weed, and it's a little different. It's not just weed, I suppose. You know, <laughs> not the your extract. granddaddy's weed. How the extracts hit different. Definitely. But I, yeah, I still want to blame most of that on Canada. <laughs> no, no, surprisingly, whatever the extraction method is. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Butane or whatever. I feel like there's some leftover shit sometimes, and it can really fuck with you because you don't get that good like weed cough. You get like a 
chest squeezing uh-huh. asthma attack can't breathe fucking thing going yeah, on sometimes them dirty then, derbs man and then the paranoia and yeah mm-hmm. it can be not great and you can't blame the weed man you can't blame the plant yeah weed did nothing wrong yeah but also let's not call concentrates the crack or anything <laughs> just educate yourself before you wreck yourself i guess they call everything the crack, man. They call fucking whippets hippie crack. I think that's so stupid. It is. Yeah, well, you, there's a lot of fear porn coming out for whippets, too. But I digress. <coughs> this week, the House of Representatives unanimously passed a resolution expressing continued support for Mark Fogel, our American citizen, sitting in prison or having a smash rocks with a hammer in Russia Mm. for flying in with some medical weed. It's actually a House Resolution 377. It called for immediate release of the U.S. citizen and journalist Evan Gershkovich, who's been, as they claim, wrongfully detained by Russia since March um, on suspicion of espionage. And then there's a line in there that says... The resolution further calls for the immediate release of Paul Whelan and expresses support for all American citizens and lawful permanent residents detained in Russia and abroad, including Mark Fogel and Vladimir Karamurza, who is a Russian-British journalist and a contributor to the Washington Post. But Mark Fogel got a mention. I'm always glad to see that because... You know people are going to forget about him eventually mm. if the, we don't keep talking about him. And the reps from Pennsylvania are putting in the work trying to keep Mark Fogel's name coming up in the news cycle. So, God bless him. He doesn't have that basketball privilege. Right. And for some reason, the U.S. government won't classify him as wrongfully detained, even though he's a medical weed patient with a prescription who had just had back surgery and whatnot. Anyway, last bowl, we talked about the licenses coming out in Alabama, how they were granting 21 licenses and the businesses had two weeks to pay their fee to get the license for July. Well, there's an update to this story. As predicted, Mm. the Alabama Medical Cannabis Commission is delaying the medical cannabis licensing amid scoring inconsistencies. Oh, boy. Because they couldn't explain the scoring methods. How did you pick and choose the winners? Oh, oh, no, no. Exactly. So the commission has called for an independent review of the scoring data, and now the deadline to pay for your license if you were granted one has been kicked down the road to be determined. Oh, great. And if you didn't qualify for a license, you have a to-be-determined deadline uh, to submit a request for an investigative hearing. Hmm. So I guess you they want you to do that before you sue them. Yeah. Hurry up and wait. Yeah. That's the way she goes. In Connecticut and Illinois, the governors passed uh, state budget legislation, which included... Uh, 280E provision. That, of course, is the federal business tax that you should be able to, you know, where you can deduct your business expenses on your taxes federally, but you can't if you're a weed business because weed is federally illegal. 
So you're just as bad as a street fentanyl dealer in their eyes when it comes to taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in these budgets, that provision provision says that weed companies can take state tax deductions that they're prohibited from utilizing at the federal level due to that IRS code 280E. Weird. So I guess they'll get a write-off somewhere, right? which is helpful, but it's just ridiculous to even call this legalization if you cannot use a bank and be a true business like everyone else. Yeah, I think that the whole uh, weed is legal thing is is disastrously misunderstood by just about everybody. Yeah, like we had that streamer last week who's like, they're banning weed content. That's so weird because I can still talk about alcohol. And it's like, (laughs) dude, it's federally illegal. Yeah. It's like the uh, looking to the left first time <laughs> meme. Yeah, exactly. With the noose around your neck, like, oh, <sighs> first time. First time. Mm. First time in? Yeah. For I, most. I remember my first time. It was rough. <laughs> Blissfully ignorant, most people are. Yes. In Louisiana, Governor John Bell Edwards signed a bill to streamline expungements for people with first-time possession convictions. Hmm. Um. It seems that on your first offense, if you're caught with less than 14 grams of weed, you can have your record wiped after 90 days. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Which doesn't seem that great. It's not very streamlined if you have to wait 90 days to even see a potential expungement. Uh, This goes into effect August 1st, and you can still get fined if you get caught with a joint or whatever. $300 is the max. Um, In the bill, there's a template for your motion to expunge the offense, and so you have to go through the work of filling that out and submitting it to the court of jurisdiction that you get caught in. And... uh, Yeah, unfortunately, they amended this bill. You know how bills get all chopped up before they get passed. Uh, This bill originally was any first offense possession amount, and now it's 14 grams or less. So that sucks. Yeah. Be careful out there. 14 grams ain't shit. Exactly. Come on, man. Here in the Show Me State, Missouri Normal is seeking a court order against counties that are failing to meet expungement deadlines. We've talked about this before, Mm -hmm. but the counties that were unfavorably voting against finger wag legalization, uh, the ones that voted against it, which is pretty much all of them except for the cities, um, they're really taking their time with expunging. You know, you can Mm -hmm. tell that they're not into it. And so... Dan Veets, the attorney, well-known at Missouri Normal, yes. he's just going to take their asses to court. Missouri. You know, expungements are part of the constitutional amendment. Yep. It's in the Constitution, man, the state constitution, so you got to do it, yep. whether you like it or not. Correct. Well, good for him. And yeah, it's nice to see them being held accountable. But, of course, court system, they're just seeking the court order right now, so... Hopefully it gets approved, and then we can move forward, right? Mm-hmm. Ah, the legal system is such a jungle. You no know, and it just takes so fucking long to oh, get yeah. any movement on anything. I was going to say, man, that 90 days is probably lightning speed for the courts, you know? Oh, definitely. It's three months. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> but that's a quarter of a year. It's crazy, man. So just ugh. nuts. Yeah. Uh, Nevada Governor Joe Lombardo signed the omnibus pot bill we discussed last bowl, as well as the bill that creates a psychedelic medicines working group, which was also discussed right. on episode 251. So I won't rehash that. He did sign them into law. So they're good to go. A weird story came out of Philadelphia this week where a council member has proposed a recreational zoning ban. So there's three medical dispensaries operating in this two-zone area, and he wants to ban adult sales shops from them. (sighs) If you live in Philadelphia, to be specific, it's Pine Road to the west and Castor Avenue to the south, bounded by the Delaware River along the eastern edge. So adult use isn't legal yet in Pennsylvania, but Governor Josh Shapiro has supported it in the public and already uh, proposed a 20% tax as well. Oh, my God. Which, you know, yeah, got to pay the troll toll. He's supporting the fuck out of it, isn't he? He is. <sighs> Makes his dick hard. Give me 20%. Uh, it's not quite Apple money, but... Uh. Yeah, <laughs> almost. In Rhode Island, Governor Dan McKee signed a bill allowing pot businesses to advertise. Who to thunk? Now they can compete with their Massachusetts neighbors who were already advertising on their turf. (laughs) Yeah, that seemed like an obvious move. Yeah, and of course we discussed the hero who civilly disobeyed this ruling or this law by putting up a billboard anyway. God damn it, not enough people. Not enough people. There's too many people that go, uh, well, you know, that's illegal. <laughs> and not enough people going, hey, fuck you. It ain't right. I don't give a shit what's legal. I care what's right. And that ain't. Yes. That's the only way this kind of shit gets fixed. It's true. You gotta love it when you see it. Yeah. And if you want to hear that whole story, I discussed it on Bull After Bull episode 246. So you can look back. But yeah, this uh, advertisement is now allowed, and it was written into the state's $14 billion budget. That's a lot of dough. No doubt. (laughs) In Texas, Governor Greg Abbott signed a bill allowing prosecutors to file murder charges against sellers of fentanyl if their customers die of an overdose. We had previously discussed that on episode 248. So, if you're out there selling fentanyl... Nope. Fuck no, fuck no, man. No, fuck no. You're probably a a fed. Yes, correct. Or a cop of some sort. Exactly. A fucking plant. Obvious plant. Yeah. Jesus. But now you can get uh, murder charges racked against you. It just seems like a a patsy thing, though. You know, like, I think there's going to be a lot of fall guys coming out of this. Well, you know, the two flecks of fentanyl that'll kill an entire state. (laughs) Uh, Who's to say anybody can... Two fleck of fucking fentanyl in your bag, and then all of a sudden you get murder charges and shit? Yeah, it's fucked up. Like, that is just ripe for abuse. It sure is. I really don't like laws like this. Um, yeah. So, you know, you gotta take responsibility for what you're using, when you're using. Mm-hmm. Ideally, don't use alone. Mm-hmm. Maybe test your stuff. And uh, don't fucking sell this shit. No. And, you know, if you're doing a job that requires you to sell this shit, you should fucking quit. There's no fixing this machine from the inside. That's correct. I know I sound like a cynic. 
I am. There's <laughs> no way that to do it. Yeah. It's a fucking dinosaur. Let it die. Do not help it. <laughs> Stay alive and running. <coughs> Fuck. Yeah, doing my job is the lamest fucking excuse yeah. anyone has ever had in the history of mankind. No doubt. So. In Vermont, Governor Phil Scott allowed a bill making changes to pot rules to become law without his signature. So an interesting thing in this bill is that it creates a state testing laboratory. And they want to get that up and running by January. They also think that it's going to inspire all of the other states to embrace a state testing laboratory it's like a borg of weed tests but we have heard so many stories about dispensaries laboratory shopping for the labs that are going to give them the highest thc results and stuff there doesn't seem to be consistency and of course that's what they're arguing for is oh consistency put it in the hands of the state i have never once wanted things to be put in the hands of the state so look out it also created a new license, which is the propagation license. As it suggests, that would be for businesses that grow weed plants and then sell the clones to licensed growers. <laughs> so, you know, start from seed and then start the tracking right there from propagation to the grower to the dispensary into your bowl. Right in there, man. Yep. Follow it. It also allocates $500,000 to their social equity business development fund, and it expands the eligibility for medical licenses if anyone wants to hop into those databases still. Oh, neat. Yeah. And give up your firearms, of course. And finally, in England, a patient secured the first NHS reimbursement for weed, just regular weed. Cannabis flowers, weed. And this was a patient who was diagnosed with stage four bowel cancer uh, in June of 2021. Bowel after bowel. Mm-hmm. And so um, originally, well, he got a private prescription for Bud that was THC dominant, and he found that it really helped him with the chemotherapy he was going through, get his appetite back, feel any bit of happiness, euphoria, just get up and go in the morning or whatever, you know? It was just getting him through the day. It fucking helped. And so he decided to submit a reimbursement request to NHS and uh, have his general practitioner sign off on it. They denied it, and they suggested he take Nabilone, which mimics THC. Oh, but man. isn't plain old fucking weed. Of course not. So he actually tried the Nabilone and found that it didn't alleviate his symptoms at all. Weird. From the chemo. So he went back to the weed and he switched um, health providers. He went to this place known as Zerenia Clinics. And they're quite famous in England for getting the first weed reimbursement for a patient who was using a, a pot-based treatment, some sort of oral weed treatment. Um, but not flower. And so they helped this patient who cho chose to stay anonymous, by the way, for, you know, just staying out of the limelight and all that goodness. Uh, but they helped him resubmit his reimbursement request and they got it. So this guy is getting his medical weed covered and wow. hopefully that'll pave the way for all the other patients in the England. Fingers crossed. 
Yeah, it's a step in the right direction, after all. That's what I like to say. It's a step in the right direction, after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction, after all. And that's all I've got. Oh, well, look at you. Yeah, that's all I got for behind the curtain. Great curtain spread. Thank you. Great curtain spread this time. Uh, Speaking of a great time and a great curtain... We have a great reverend. You know him as the cyber trucker. And uh, he sends us a metal moment every dang week. Took a much needed moving week off uh, last week, of course. Uh, but he's back at it with another another metal moment. Uh, which we always use to kind of pick up the energy and uh, just shred a little bit of face before we listen to listener voicemails. As we listen to listener voicemails, we're talking about the first time I ever went on the internet... And uh, bowlers are distracted because we've got just as many voicemails as we've got nudes so far. Two. So whip out your phone, 816-607-3663. And uh, we really, I'm, I'm very curious about the first time you ever went on the internet. And uh, in the meantime, you can listen to the Rev kick some ass and take some names with this latest metal moment. In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. If you've never heard of Chiptune, I could forgive you for being ignorant. Chiptune is a style of music made using the sound chips or synthesizers in vintage arcade machines, computers, and video game consoles. And it is sometimes referred to as 16-bit or 8-bit music. I Fight Dragons is possibly one of the more recognized and popular chiptune bands out there, with their music being a combination of rock and metal with chiptune. They've had a decent bit of success, having their music being featured on Nintendo Video, as well as on the WWE, and having written and performed the theme song for ABC's The Goldbergs. From 2010's EP Welcome to the Breakdown... This is I Fight Dragons. No control. Love that. Beep boop. Metal chip tune. Yeah, craziness. 
little metal chip. Well, thanks, uh, Rev, for always mixing it up on us. Keeping it fresh, keeping it interesting, and bringing another metal moment to uh, bang our heads to. That was excellent, as always. Mm Mm-hmm. No doubt. Uh, Speaking of excellent, we got some excellent bowlers who uh, give us a ring on the voicemail line. Sometimes a text. Sometimes a percher. Uh, But any way they do it, they always do it at the same number. It's 816-607-3663. And uh, every week we talk about the first time I ever did some kind of thing. We change the thing that you do every time, every week. This week it happens to be the first time I went on the internet. You didn't warm us up with the jingle. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. Absolutely called out. The first first time I ever. One of these bowls, I'm going to remember all the drops. Damn, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to hear the first one? I do. Please play it. I'm uh, queuing it up as we speak. Oh, yeah. You don't remember getting on the internet? I mean, not like specifically the first time, but, you know, it was, it was fast, man. 56K modem. Zoom. Yeah. Um, single, single line to the house. So there was that to deal with, you know, because no cell phones, man. And, uh, uh, my, my pops might have had one. I think he, he might have had like a bag phone, but at the time, but uh, it was expensive to use, so that was not a not a big thing that he, yeah he wouldn't use that very often. So yeah, just single line to the household, and uh, so you know you could only be on the internet using up that phone line so much, and uh, yeah, the speed that you could uh, view pages at was just wow. You think about like when my phone's, or I think about when like my phone's slow if I don't have like signal or something like that, and then like that was all the time. Damn, crazy how you quickly you get used to things like just fast, and then we spoil quick in the modern age. Man. You're like, how do I, how did I put up with that? Yep. But that's all you have. So yeah, uh, yeah. But we are, we never had like I remember like some people had like AOL discs and stuff like that. I remember like you'd get them in the mail, but. uh we never, we just had whatever we had, straight internet, we weren't dealing, I remember my kids at school or something, sometimes like, they just have a whole bunch of those, like AOL desks or whatever, and be using stuff like that to yeah. get on the internet. It's kind of funky to think about now. The coasters. But, uh, or it is funky to think about now, but uh, yeah. Um, I mean, now now the kids are like, ah, oh, first time I saw the internet, you know, it was on my parents' phone or something like that, or their phone, you know, their phone, they give, give it like age. Seven or eight or ten or whatever. Ugh, I don't know. I don't anyway, know either. All right. Well, I hope you guys are. I know you guys are having a great time. Oh, definitely. So, there's that. So. Always. Right. Love you guys. That dangerous. And uh, and whether you're looking at the rest of the work day, just going. I'm tired. Or the day's over. <laughs> or wherever you're at, go ahead and give it. Go. Holy moly. There it is. Whoa. Cacao. That was maybe the record-breaking cacao. He did admit to being tired, and yet he delivered the most epic cacao 
Yeah, he was still reaching levels over 9,000 with that cacao. Levels we can't even chart. Cotton Gin called out in the chat. He sounded, he sounds tired. And then he, right after that, said, eh, whether you're tired. And then put on the absolute cacao of the century, perhaps. A cacao to end all cacaws. Incredible. Incredible. Good work, caller. Yeah, thank you, caller. You're the greatest. The greatest vocal male lever of all the vocal male levers. Christopher Battles, everybody. Appreciate we love it. you. Just a hand, I think. Yeah. As an order. That cacao was insane in my membrane. I don't know about yours. A standing ovation for the cacao. You remember the first time you ever went on the internet? I do. What was that like? Well, I believe it was... <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm trying to remember... When my grandparents moved to Massachusetts from Connecticut, because it was right after that, and just like Christopher Battles did, and you had to make sure all the phones were on the hooks. Yep. You know, all the phones were hung up, and like, God forbid, you pick up the phone, screw the whole thing up, I guess. Oh, God. It was like a whole, it was like some sort of drill in the house. It was like, all right, we're going on the internet. Hang up the phone. Don't touch the phone. We're not making calls. We're going on the internet. Don't touch the phones. <laughs> High stress environment <laughs> in my grandparents' house. Oh my God. Par usual. Oh yeah, you know. Uh, but <laughs> I got on the internet and I just remember my grandma being like, yeah, so you know, you just type in the website into the search bar and that's that. And yep. most... I believe most kids had the internet before, you know, by the time that I was getting on it. What's the year in this scenario? I want to say uh, 2001. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. Ju- I'm just trying to remember if it was pre or post 9-11. Yeah, I was definitely pre. 90, yeah. Like 98-ish. <sighs> Mine was like right around then. At my house, but I got on a little bit earlier than when it was at my house. Yeah, see, I was young enough that we weren't doing computer stuff in school yet. So mm. I hadn't been on the internet in a classroom setting, but that was where I would get most of it because I lived with my great grandparents and they never got internet. My great grandma still doesn't have a computer, which is fine. She doesn't need one, but yeah. So I got, uh, I'm sitting there in the swivelly chair with the roller bottom and uh, feeling like big cheese on a computer and what website do I decide to go to? I can look up anything in the whole wide world web. And what do I go to? StarWars.com. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want to go to StarWars.com. What's that all about? And I remember, yeah, the page loading chunk by chunk, you know? And, then, yep. and it was a black backdrop with all the stars, all the dots all over the place. Sure. And in my head as it's loading, it's just going, bang. I was so excited. And then I was just looking at pictures that took forever to load. And just, I loved, you know, episodes four, five, six. Still do. Don't give a fuck about any other Star Wars shit, but the originals, man. My beloved. Sure. Movies of childhood. And that's it. Uh, then it was just degeneracy from there as I got older. <laughs> well, you know. I found Yowie. And got into anime and stuff, so you know. Oh well, <laughs> <laughs> can't save them. I I only had the internet on the weekends, which probably saved me. Well, it helped, I'm sure. 
Yeah, look at me now. Oh, man. The old internet. Old internet. Old internet. The dial-up connection. Well, the uh, bowl line has turned into somewhat of a war between the voicemails and the nudes. <gasps> we have nudes? But we're still tied. Now, it's instead of two to two, it's three to three. <laughs> hey! Uh, hot topic tonight. Uh, so, if you're uh, coming up with or remembering or recalling an interesting first time that you ever went on the internet, you can pick up your phone and call 816-607-3663 or... If you'd rather push the nudes over the top, well, snap one and send it to the same number. That number is 816-607-3663. This caller figured it out. Hey, guys. Uh, this isn't technically the first time I went on the internet, um, <clears throat> but I don't pay you guys as rule followers, so I'm going to tell this one anyways. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, when I was in grade school, we had a computer lab. Okay. And in the computer lab was this bulletin board kind of thing where you would write a URL and your name next to it, if you went to that URL and there was inappropriate content on on it. And that uh, it was like this clipboard with a piece of paper on it, <laughs> and it was literally posted on the wall of the computer lab. Okay. So the administrators thought that they were keeping kids safe by saying, don't go to these websites, you might see a boob. <laughs> uh, severely sight. misunderstanding how children operate. So... <laughs> effectively, what they created was the score list, which was effectively, if it is on this sheet right here, yeah. it's got some boobs and titties on it. Nice. And uh, it was wonderful. Love it. Absolute great thing ever. I love how people misunderstand children, their motives, and their actions. Have a good night, everybody. Uh, you have a good night, sir. Yeah, seriously. Much appreciated. Uh, Dan from the MMO.show. Visit some boob sites. Yeah. I like boobs on sites, personally. Oh, me too. I like the sight of boobs on sites. I like the, uh, yeah. All I boobs. like boobs, though. <laughs> yeah, I like boobs, too. You should <laughs> hang out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Too late. Did you see her breasts? Already hanging out. In the bowl. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, that's hilarious. I feel like so many people somehow black out their childhood or something. It's like... Were you ever a child? I know. Uh, it should be obvious. Oh, these are the ones you should avoid. Let's what? make a list of the fun sites. I mean, the bad sites. It's like, oh, how did you find these sites? Oh, <laughs> come uh, on, man. What's up with that? That's, that's hilarious. That's pretty great. It's a great story. Yeah, that is a great story. Uh, great story, yeah. caller. You get a treasure. Damn it. I thought I had a treasure ready. Now I have to dig for it. There it there is. There it is. Cheers. Um, we have another caller. Ooh. Who may have gone on the internet. We don't know. Beautiful song in the bowl. There we are. Or a cat. Yeah, maybe a cat. <laughs> this is a cat. It's the old Long Johnson. Old Long Johnson. Old Long Johnson. Old Long Johnson. Great. The cats can call now. Great. 
Well, uh... Hell, we'll take what we can get. If you're a cat, call 816 <laughs> Write meow. That was the first time the cat was on the internet, perhaps. Oh, man, the cat knows how to <laughs> star 6-7 also. You, they were looking for bowl after bowl <laughs> of food. You know, they got to bowl after bowl and stopped and were like, oh, there's oh, a number. Man. Refill my bowl. That was just creepy enough that I'm glad I couldn't understand any uh, words of it. But did the transcription bot understand it at oh, all? Transcription not available. The, oh. the bot wasn't touching that one with a 10 foot pole. That's probably a good thing. The bot knows. The yeah. bot knows. The bot says, I'll leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's one thing I never left alone. It's the goddamn internet. <laughs> yeah, let's hear about this. When was the first time you ever went on the internet? The first time I ever went on the internet was down at my dad's work. Because he uh, worked in the printing industry, but they always had computers, computers galore, right? So that was the first... Uh, place i ever even saw like a internet hooked up computer was down there and hell this must have been 95 or 6 or something really early on maybe 7 definitely not after 7 and uh the first place i ever went on the internet is a place i used to frequent uh during that early stage of my life youruleschool.com wow i loved it and it was a fucking entire like flash game website that just featured a bunch of general mills serials so it's like general mills uh where you're in this like cartoon school and uh in the school you got like a locker and all this different shit and you got games you can play and so like there was like a cheerios one where you spoon the cheerio out of the bowl into the guy's mouth to raise your power bar and then you can throw a newspaper and uh, you're like a paper boy. Wow, the advertising used to be so cool. I know, and kid-friendly. <laughs> yeah. I was right in there ready. It's like, dude, I do rule school on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't last too incredibly long. Um, yeah, I was going to say, where, whatever happened to this? Well, of course, Flash. Now if you go to oh. uruleschool.com, it redirects to maintenance.generalmills.com. Oh. Which says, General Mills, this website is temporarily unavailable while we perform required maintenance. We're working hard to improve your online experience and apologize for the inconvenience. Please check back soon. Bring back the Flash games. Now, the copyright date is 2023, but they could just be doing a, a new date.get year or whatever the fuck, you know? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a little piece of slice of heaven that'll never come back. Yeah. The kids will never know. Mm. That's fine, though. <laughs> they will never know the internet at all. Because I didn't have the internet, I did have a computer, and I had uh, CD-ROM games mm. of that, you know, uh, what was it, Jumpstart and such. Mm -hmm. Not the internet, though. But yeah, you rule school. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I how can find you, some uh, kind of... How did, how did you know to look up that site? Like, did you see it on the cereal box or did your parents Oh, I saw it on the cereal box, yeah. Oh, perfect, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you could read when you were like two. You're a <laughs> prodigy. I'm trying to see if there's like a saved version of it and how far it might go back. Yeah, 96 and 97 are like the first captures of it. Wow. Uh, God bless the way back. Let's see. December 19th, 1996 is the oldest capture of it. 
Oh my god, yes, that's it. You have to share it in the bowl. Oh shit. You can at least just see this shitty picture of the entry page. Uh, none of the other images work, but this one does, and it's this fucking school's cool with the school like exploding with different like desks, chairs, and fucking marshmallow shapes <laughs> blowing out of it. And a General Mills flag on the flagpole. And this kid with some sunglasses just leaning against a kid's rule sign, just looking like the coolest possible person. You found it, the only school where kids rule, the only site with fun games featuring uh, gay corporation, lucky charms, tricks, Cheerios. <laughs> Uh, there's nothing to study, no homework, no tests, it's all recess all the time! This is so 90s, dude. Hell yeah. Click the inner sign and come on in to experience all the cool stuff in this side. It's best to have Netscape Navigator 2.0! Which, of course, we were running. Since your parents still rule your home, ask them if it's okay to download by just clicking the word. Then come on back and rule the school! download oh Uh -oh. god bless the wayback machine man because i was kind of starting to doubt my timeline but this 96 capture of it is that's the fucking place 96 97 i was right on you are ruling school i was ruling with netscape navigator (laughs) 2.0 and my sunglasses on throwing uh newspapers through pixelated windows yeah man fucking ruled school bro when we first got the internet at home, I th- that was closer to like 2000, I want to say. Yeah. 2001. And it was a cable modem. It was like once the cable company started offering internet, we were like on that tip. So I never had the dial up in my house, thank God. My grandparents oh. had that. It's just so fucking, an- it's one of the most annoying sounds of all time. Ugh. <laughs> Don't touch the phones. <laughs> Uh, well, this next caller, unfortunately, did touch the phone. Oh, wow. Uh, just hearing uh, Lorian uh, with the Star Wars talk, <laughs> she, uh, she really knows how to uh, switch on a guy's lightsaber, you know what I mean? Oh, on Star Wars uh, talk. This blade is unstable. This is bait. Yes. Uh, you know, wow. Wow, he's uh, Howie. If I could, yeah, I'm working on a time machine. That way, I could make the first time I ever went on the internet. It was, uh, go to StarWars.com with James Warren at the same time. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Switching the lightsaber off now. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's swinging that lightsaber all over the place. Beautiful. Yeah, I remember it well. Luke Skywalker was my first love. I thought I was going to be... <laughs> I just had no concept of fiction and reality, you know? Okay. And in fucking kindergarten, I professed my love for Luke Skywalker <laughs> to the point where one time I put my fingers in my ears and I was ignoring my grandma because she was just blathering on about something, being rude. And, <laughs> and so I was being rude in return. And then she went... Look, Lorian, there's Luke Skywalker. And I said, where? And I pulled my fingers out of my ear. Really grabbed my attention. Yeah. <laughs> I was born a horn dog. Wowie Zowie. Yeah. If I could turn back time. Unfortunate what happened to Mark Hamill. Yeah, well. Oh, well. <laughs> you stay in Hollywood, all, man. Hollywood Ooh. long enough, bro. He, your brain gets all wrapped around a pencil, man. Yeah, I guess so. 
You got the corporate hands up your ass, you know. Yeah. Moving the mouthpiece. What's uh, Hollywood know about value for value? Nothing. Are you knowing nothing? But that booster did know something. Yeah, that booster is a test, test toke from yeah. a man C-dubs using the podcast index. Thanks, C-dubs. Thanks for keeping her tested. Yeah. Keeping her toked. Always token, never choking. That's C-dubs right there. Uh, Yeah. That's the voicemails, so I guess final total, uh, voicemails four, nudes three, voicemails take it. Better thank luck you. next week, nudes. Better, better luck next week, nudes. And thank you for the nudes. Uh, speaking of nudes, we need to pick a next F-tie. Yeah, nude new F-tie. For, uh, next week. Uh, first time you ever got caught with your pants down. First time you ever got caught with your pants down. <laughs> I don't know. It just popped into my head. <laughs> I think it. Like, I always try to think of a story, and if one is not immediately forthcoming, I'm always like, oh, no. No, on to the next one. I'm going to have right. to think for a week. If I could find this list, that would be so cool. Yeah. I it, haven't looked for it in earnest, but I've made a few, like, half assed attempts. We're going on 33 bowls, no list. Now, now, let's not get dramatic. I'm an addict for dramatic. What about the first time you ever got a uh, chiropractic adjustment? Oh, that's a good one. I like that. First time you ever got adjusted by a chiropractor. There you go. Or do you like chiropractic adjustment wording better? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Big brainy boys say chiropractic adjustment. Okay. First time I ever. So I like your version better. No, because it's shorter. I like the shorter. Got yeah. a got chiropractic it. adjustment. <laughs> You got it. Well adjusted. Oh my god! Last minute voicemail. Stop the fucking presses. This came in at 11.33 p.m. My, my, my. What a rather large hotel bed. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. First time... (laughs) I don't know if this technically counts as me going on the internet, but I remember the first interaction with something that came from the internet, and that would have been the... Episode one Star Wars teaser trailer, the the big dick fucking Darth Maul double bladed lightsaber reveal. <sighs> that shit was pretty cool. Most indeed. Um I guess I must have been I don't know, it's weird, like we went to a magnet school for a little bit, for like six months, a year, whatever. And they had a lot of Apple II computers. I got introduced to computers pretty young. I mean, Dad always was around them, but I don't, I guess, as far as, like, actively going on the Internet, it probably would have been to go get SNES ROMs to play on emulators. Oh, hell yeah. Um, Funny enough, uh, I remember in a computer lab at school in the sixth grade, uh, one of my classmates was having to do... We were doing um, uh, studies on planets. I think I had Mars, but my the person beside me had a uh, had Uranus as the planet. And I remember he went to this domain after searching it. The domain was Tales from Uranus, <laughs> and uh, it belongs up there on that uh, on that scoreboard. If you ask me. Um, I remember going to a lot of, like, Alice Cooper fan pages, forums, and shit like that. But that would have been, she, probably 2003, four. Kind of a late bloomer when it comes to the internet proper. But, uh, yeah, in the bowl. 
In the bowl. In the bowl. Wow, I just went to talesfromuranus.com, and it's just like this weird spiral of pixels that you can zoom way into and out of. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. The pixels are getting pixely. Stealing my soul somehow, I think. Fantastic. Tales from Uranus, oh my. We have many. Will the tales ever end? Will the ends ever tail? No one really will know. Wow, well thanks, bowlers. Appreciate all the calls. And the texts. Et cetera. Yeah, and the of course. Thank you for the nudes. Uh, thank you for your courage. Speaking of courage, let's see, we picked an XF tie. So uh, I guess we get to say ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Ah yes. I've been powdering my hand. <laughs> I have a follow-up to a story from last bowl. Okay. The Ecuadorian woman who woke up during her wake Mm -hmm. did die seven days later. I called it, man. She's got to die twice now. That's fucking, ugh. What a drag. And seven days. Seven days. Yeah. Ischemic stroke. Am I saying that right? Ah, you're asking the wrong guy, man. Anyways, she was 76, retired nurse. So that's uh, a bummer. It's a bummer, man. But she can rest easy now. Doesn't have to worry about waking up in a fucking coffin. Yeah. And uh, as I mentioned, it was a magical week for the magic number, so I've got some overflow Uh on the lanes tonight. The first of which was that Maine welcomed 33 new U.S. citizens. Why aren't there more stories like this? Is that all? Is that all? That seems like a lot to me. I guess that doesn't count the uh, babies being born, huh? <laughs> no, this is adults who have to pass a test and stuff and then right. take an oath and go through a whole rigmarole, including a waiting period. Is that like for a year or just one class came through of 33? It's just one class came through of 33. Oh, 33 okay. people passed the knowledge tests and whatnot, and now they are U.S. citizens, happily living in Maine, representing 22 different countries. Welcome to America, the greatest country on earth. You made it. <laughs> yeah, you made it. We're number one. Big foam number finger. Number one, baby. Don't you forget it. Forever and always. Or maybe it's the mad cow. America, fuck yeah. (laughs) Uh, Next up, after 33 years in operation, Holiday World closes a beloved water ride. So if you want to get wet, you'll have to come to the bowl. (laughs) Now, this hurts my heart because I have driven by Holiday World so many times. Every time we drive east, it seems like. It's in Santa Claus, Indiana. Right. What a great name for a town. Legendary. Santa Claus, Indiana. And they got Holiday World. So this ride was the Raging Rapids ride in the 4th of July section. A whole part of a theme park dedicated to the 4th of July. I love this. Somewhere there's a bald eagle crying. Indeed. I need to go to Holiday World. Someday. This is great. I just... Who would have thunk? An amusement park for all the holidays. And I am sad because these rapids rides, I really dig. You know, it's where you sit on that circular raft. You're just strapped yeah. in. You just get real wet. Totally. Yeah. Every uh, every water park has one. 
Yeah. Classic. Classic. You don't need to know how to swim yeah. to enjoy it. It's whitewater rafting for retards. Exactly. Which I love. It's perfect. And you only have to be like 36 inches to ride, so yeah. I can go. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> anyway, what bums me out is they didn't say why they closed it. They're just like, this is a beloved ride, and we're all going to miss it, but, you know, carry on. Yeah. Bummer, dude. Bummer, indeed. Hopefully, they'll just come back with a Rapids ride that's like Super America for the 4th of July section. Because this was called Raging Raging Rapids, which is a pretty boring name. Hmm. Anyway. A rescued beagle in Michigan went from 96 pounds to 33 pounds in less than a year. Whoa. Is he on that Jenny Craig? I think so. His name is Winston. Oh, cool. He's 11 years old. Base name. And he was adopted in West Michigan by a couple that has several other beagles. And when they adopted him, he was 100 friggin' pounds. Jesus. Just about. A beagle. Imagine that. He must have been a big old roly-poly. He was aptly named Rolo. <laughs> Yolo Rolo. Yolo Rolo. They're saving his life. Dropping 63 pounds off of that fat ass. Oh my god, man. Yeah. Is there any dog left? Is it just like a weird skeleton floating in a sack of skin? Oh no, 33 pounds is a healthy weight for a beagle. He looks totally normal now. Okay. Versus... I just figure if he was that fat and then you got skinny, you'd have like extra skin that's just hanging out, you know? No, well, Winston is lucky. It didn't work that way for him. Good for Winston. He looks good. Cool. Yeah. He's (laughs) doing good. Hey, Winston, have you lost weight? <laughs> Woof. Somebody recently asked me if I lost weight for the first time ever in my life. And uh, it's a very good feeling. <laughs> I like it. I like it, did it? Yeah. And I nodded. And then I felt like a bitch for nodding. But I was like, yeah, because you, you know, you worked for it. I can't believe you know this. They must have been a very chunky man. Amazing what diet and exercise will do for you and your dog friend. Yeah, crazy. Now, there was a crazy story that popped up on my uh, radar this week and then had me backtracking to find the origin of it, which I have shared in my show notes. A dog's bucket list. Mm. Because dogs need fucking bucket lists. Did you know? No. Uh, I was unaware. Yeah. Well, anyway, okay, so here's the story. There was a pit bull. It was rescued from the second largest dog fighting ring back in 2013. And the woman that rescued him decided to adopt him because they just had this immediate bond, I guess. And she made him such a good boy that he was used as a model dog when it comes to training dogs. So he's been this, like, trainer dog for the past decade. Okay. And then he got a cancer diagnosis. And so she got a slot on her local news in North Carolina where she came up with, you know, she told his sob story and showed the cute dog. He's pit bull. He's licking people's faces, <coughs> scaring the fuck out of me. <laughs> like, oh my God. Every lick. I'm like, ah, your face, it could be gone in one chomp. Uh, but anyway, 
she stands there and she wrote this bucket list, right, that she wanted to accomplish for him with the help of the locals that watch the news. And so this story was that he checked off his last bucket list item, which was getting a boat ride. And it was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. Oh because, my God. You know, they put a little bandana around this fat fucking pipple's neck and a little captain's hat. <laughs> And took a picture of him on the boat and then posted it on the news and stuff. And the bandana says captain. It's just... Captain dog. Such an eye roller. (laughs) I love dogs. Don't get me wrong. But a whole news segment, a whole social media frenzy, trying to pretend like a dog has a bucket list or aspirations of any sort other than getting the treat and being a good boy. Come on. (laughs) He's on a boat. On a motherfucking boat. I can't watch a movie where a dog dies, but I can laugh at this story. Yeah. You know, it's just too much. Would you like to hear his bucket list items? Uh, sure, And by his bucket list, of course, we mean the owner's bucket list for him. Projected and upon him in the, yeah. Exactly. They're all just photo ops. Motorcycle sidecar. Okay, that's on my bucket list, to be fair. I feel like we've done that. What? No. Oh, I must have been having some good... It's the mad cow. <laughs> but I've definitely dreamt of being a motorcycle. I don't know who's been driving you around in a sidecar, but... Uh... <laughs> Whoever it is, don't tell the wolf. He'll eat you. <laughs> Just like the second <sighs> item on the bucket list was hamburger off grill. Now, why couldn't that lady do that for him? Okay, yeah. If that bucket list hasn't been made by, like, your first year of life, what have you been doing? Salmon sushi roll comes in at number three. Okay, that's... Just made up bullshit. Boat ride. Boat ride. Was the fourth one. And the final one to get checked off. Soap shop sniff. Okay, go fuck yourself. Right. (laughs) This becomes what this is. If it wasn't planned from the beginning, it worked out perfectly to where it's just advertising for all of the locals. You know? Right. Like, oh, you can get... A great hamburger straight from the grill at this restaurant. You can rent a motorcycle from here or meet this couple that has a motorcycle with a sidecar because it's pretty unusual to see a sidecar on a motorcycle. uh, The soap shop sniff. How many fucking soap shops do you have? Probably just the one. Probably just the one. And And it's a front for terrorist organization. They did a whole segment on this dog walking into a soap shop for a sniff. Wow, because he really wanted to his whole life do that. Well, you know dogs will stop and sniff fucking anything. Yeah. Soap shops included. You could have a fucking empty storefront that's for lease, (laughs) and the dog would walk in and sniff everything. Yeah. I mean, come Uh, on. Eat a whole steak. Now, that's noble for a dog. Sure, I mean, that's a definite. I would like to eat a whole steak also. That one's not selfish and retarded. Yeah. Convertible ride. Again, another photo op. Yeah. Pizza slice. Now, that's not great for your dog. It's not great for anyone, but it is delicious. And (laughs) you can advertise your local pizza shop. Of course. And also say, cheese equals kissing. All right. Uh, And then the final one, and this is where it gets so fucking preachy and made me want to barf. Change minds and hearts. Because he's a pit bull after all, and we have to show him as lovable, lovable, soft, sweet dogs, just like all the other dogs. Mm. They just get a bad rap because, you know, they're machines, they're monsters. Lovable. 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 Pit bulls present quite an incredible challenge in dog ownership, and there are many people who do it well. Yes. And that I'm impressed by. Uh, Most people... Are not qualified to do it. And uh, I don't know. What do you do about that? 
What do you do about that? <laughs> Make it with your pit bull license. Or no. you genocide pit bulls. Like, no. none of those are viable solutions, yeah. obviously. We're not going to regulate pit bulls. Yeah. Not in the bowl, at no. least. But, but it but it must be acknowledged that um, the breed of pit bull takes some of the utmost training and care uh, from the handler. Possible. These fucking mm-hmm. things can fuck a horse up. Yeah. And have, you know? So it's like, uh, it's, it's a weird debate because really the truth lies in the middle of the thing. and You can't really have a full extreme one way or another, you know? Right. Well, it's that freedom and responsibility balance. You can't have a pit bull in every American household and you can't have uh, wiping the pit bulls off of the earth because mm. neither of those are viable realities. Yeah. Just a little goddamn responsibility and respect is all. You know what I thought would have been a great bucket list item for this dog, though? What? Go back to dog fighting and win. <laughs> Jesus Jesus just Christ. One last round. Oh my God. Don't you think he would love that? Probably. It's a fucking pit bull. Yeah, They're if, machines. If he's brought up as a prize fighting dog, they really do uh, fucking love that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he'd be good at it. That's another weird side of the pit bull thing. One like, last uh, round in the ring. Hey, also, some of them are good at fighting. Yeah. Someone I love a- doing that because it's like generationally their bloodline to be the excellent fighter. I missed it, but someone in the <sighs> chat had said, oh yeah, C-dubs, eat a cat. Eat a cat. That's a valid <laughs> yeah, bucket list item up? also. What's up with that? Followed by hump the neighbor, which every dog would of love course, to do. Of course, sure. Yeah. And finally, find a hidden bone. These are much better suggestions. Totally. True dog bucket list items. Yeah. That's thinking for the dog, not thinking as an influencer. Yeah, exactly. For the gram. Do it for the gram. Look how cute the dog is in a bandana. The dog's fucking embarrassed as hell. He's like, I used to be somebody. I was a contender. (laughs) (laughs) And then they put him in a fucking captain hat and bandana and post it everywhere. Shameful. Oh, my God. That's pit bull abuse. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. Now he's licking faces instead of biting them off. What the fuck? It's so embarrassing for him. Oh, Don't you man. think? Humiliating. Anyway. It's fucking embarrassing! It is. It is. Speaking of humiliating, yeah. I have a callback to a story we did on episode 72. Okay. It was on the lanes then, and it's back. An auto shop owner in Georgia paid a worker in 91,050 oily pennies. Do you remember this? I do remember this. Yeah. yeah. He was a bit of a bastard. So he was settling a lawsuit from an employee who filed a complaint saying, hey, he never gave me my final paycheck, which was $915. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm sorry, I did the math on that wrong. It was what... Is that 91,500 pennies or 9,150 pennies? What's the number again? We're adding two zeros to it. Yeah, it's 91,500 pennies. I was right the first time because the paycheck was $915. Yeah. Anyways, the shop owner comes by his house at some undisclosed time, probably in the middle of the night, dumps a bunch of pennies covered in oil for that $915 paycheck amount with a pay stub that's signed with an expletive. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Nice guy. 
Also, you know, he could have been having an emotional outburst. I've done some petty shit in my lifetime, too. Of course. And it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. But you know who didn't find that funny was the U.S. Labor Department, who then decided to launch an investigation into the guy and found that his business violated overtime provisions of the Federal Fair Standards and Labor Act. And so now... He has been ordered to pay nearly $40,000 more to nine workers for unpaid overtime and damages. Including Buddy Boy that got his $915 final paycheck in pennies. Stinky, greasy, oily pennies at that. Huge story on the lanes this week. Everyone's talking about it. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you haven't. Uh, Submersible that went to check out the Titanic goes missing. Kind of a... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've seen it. You've mm-hmm. seen it. This thing ugh, bewilders me because I myself am much more interested in deep sea exploration than outer space, but it's not like really deep sea exploration. It's just revisiting the past. Sure. The dead past of the Titanic. It's kind of cool though and weird. It's, it's cool and weird, Especially knowing that someone is driving this submersible with a PlayStation controller. That <laughs> this is what really like boggles the mind. The CEO of Ocean Gate Expeditions. Stockton Rush is his name, Um, and of course they're the ones that put on this tour for $250,000 a person. I read somewhere that it was an eight-day trip. Mm. Um, So there could somehow be a chance that they uh, uh, get found or come back. But I've also read that um, there's a 96-hour oxygen supply, so I don't know if that's like the emergency oxygen supply or if this eight-day trip is complete bullshit. Weird. Right? Well, because 96 hours, that's not eight days. Can't you surface uh, a couple times to get more air? Well, they cannot. They're not in control of this submersible that they're in. The Titan. Oh, the PlayStation kid has the, to. Someone with bring a PlayStation controller has to do that, and they've lost contact, so they can't control anything. They can't even open the hatch from the outside. In the inside, they need the control station to do everything for them. But they knew all that when they signed the waiver and agreed to this <sighs> adventure tour. Remember, kids, never get on board without your manual override. Yeah. So they launched from a Canadian research ship, the Polar Prince, Sunday morning, and lost communication one hour, 45 minutes after that. Uh, they rely on Starlink, obviously, to communicate. Mm. But, you know. <laughs> Foolproof. The Titanic is... 13,000 feet below the surface or two and a half miles underwater. And I would think it would be tough to communicate from that far below the ocean using Starlink. Yes. Just based on uh, Starlink's usage on land, above sea level. (laughs) And one hour, 45 minutes is when they lost communication. I would guess like maybe it would take two hours to get down there. That's a guess. This is a total guess. I'm just pulling this out of my ass, you guys. But like, <laughs> you know, I'm just good two hours. Two man. hours, yeah. 
fuck do I know? The fuck do I know? Um, but, you know, it took them a while to get in touch with the Coast Guard and try and rescue them, which makes me think they've you had to have run some sort of a test, right? Yeah, probably. To, Hope so. So they would know, like, oh, yeah, you start to get down to those levels and we might lose touch with you, but you might bounce back. You know, we'll get back in touch. Um, anyways, the Boston Coast Guard is out looking for them now. They got delayed by weather, though. Oh, great. And these passengers are all billionaires. Okay. Well. The, the CEO of Ocean Gate Expeditions is one of the passengers, likely leading the tour. Sure. A, a hilarious thing I read was that they used to have a microphone in there where they could communicate with the control, you know, above sea level control, mm-hmm. ground control or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he wanted that removed from the Titan because he didn't like being interrupted all the time with status updates. I bet weird. he's rethinking that now. I would hope so. Unless, of course, there's something devious at sure, play. Sure, there we don't could know be about. some fuckery, man. There could easily be some fuckery afoot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next passenger whose name popped up for me was Hamish Harding, a British billionaire adventurer uh, best known for flying on Bezos' rocket ship into uh, outer space. You know, okay. he's got that kind of money. Fuck you, money. Yeah. And what's interesting with this guy is that his Wikipedia page has already been updated with the disappeared date. I didn't see that on the other dudes. Huh. Yeah. June 18th, disappeared. Wow. He's got somebody following his uh, status. Yeah. Supply, supply. It's very suspicious. That's all I'm saying. It's just suspicious. Uh, Then the next guy is known as Mr. Titanic, Paul Henry Nargillet, a French diver who has visited the wreckage of the Titanic 35 times. Wow. So he knows it like the back of his uh, hand. You would think, but doesn't know this uh, Titan that he's submersed in right now, like the back of his hand, obviously. Yeah. It's probably like, Yeah. And the final two passengers were the Dawood father and son, uh, Shazada and Suleiman, who Shazada Dawood is a Pakistani businessman and vice chairman on the Fertilizer and Chemical Production Company board. This is the company being Engro. Mm. You may have heard of it. His son is 19 years old. Mm. It does sound like fun, going down there and seeing the Titanic up close and personal. Yeah. But when you're not in control of the vessel, and it's not a submarine, it's this submersible that's being driven by yeah. a PlayStation controller. It's like uh, an underwater drone, essentially. With my little bit of reading into this, too, I also did note that Stockton Rush, the CEO, has made a big point about not wanting middle-aged white men running his company because he thinks that that doesn't sell to younger people. He really wanted college grads running everything. And then you lack expertise. Yeah. And I'm not saying you have to hire only white guys that are in their middle ages. There's plenty of experts no. out there of all colors, I'm sure. And creeds you, and ages. You have to hire, have to keep on some old codgers who have been doing it a while and look at your little thing and go, hey, that's a piece of shit. And I know seven ways this is going to fail. Yeah. 
because that may have prevented something like this from happening. Yeah. Not just and, like everybody's on board, like, yeah, 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 it's the greatest thing ever, yeah. I mean, there's so many things that could go wrong. There could have been a fire on board, and then they couldn't breathe, and they died. Or some piece of it could have just broken, and then they drowned, you the know? Fucking murlocs could have got them, bro. There's like, so many different things that could happen. Exactly. Or they could be totally fine and coming back to surface in a couple days. They could be in some kind of secret underground lair having some weird party. I like that option the best. And then they've got plausible deniability. We were lost uh, at sea, undersea, and under the sea. Yeah. Well, you know, some religions think that there's aliens living under the water that rule the whole world. The goddamn aliens, man. They might have ties to them. Uh, we had ties to a couple boosts that just came in. Ooh, boosts. Uh, 10101 sats from C Dubs. Thank you, C Dubs. Again, from Podcast Index, he asks. Would you rather be in Uranus or Santa Claus for your birthday? Ooh, I'd rather be in Uranus. I'd rather be in Uranus. Amen. Fist bump. <laughs> it's mutual. <laughs> and then uh, finally, I guess we know what's going on for my birthday. Ayo. <laughs> Ayo. Uh, at a fountain for 20 sats from Taste Buds. Oh, Taste Buds. Nice to see you again. Yeah. <laughs> what a tasty surprise. A tasty surprise. <laughs> Taste them terps. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. All right. Next story on the lanes comes from Texas. Fletcher, plug your ears. My gosh. Uh-oh. Uh, He's trying okay. to relax. Yeah. Lightning is something that really scares me. And lightning comes into play on this story. So uh, if you don't like lightning, other than, you know, what the boosts are using, that's a great lightning, the lightning network. That's fun. But Thunderbolt of lightning, very, very frightening. Mother Nature's lightning. All right, you've been, you've been warned. Yes. It was like 5 p.m. a month or so ago, and this kindergartner was getting off the bus with his 11-year-old brother, and his dad met them at the bus stop, and they were walking home. And they got to their driveway, which is heart-shaped. And the 11-year-old went one way, and the dad and the 6-year-old went another. And the father said, I love you, bud. And then lightning struck, knocking the shoes off both of them. Oh, my God. The father and the 6-year-old were both struck, but they were holding hands. So it only took one of them getting struck by lightning, and they both got struck. Uh, The father died instantly. And I'm incredibly sad to say that the 6-year-old was in a coma until this morning when his family decided to remove him from his ventilator. That sucks, dude. Horrible. Yeah, so the headline was, Texas boy dies from lightning weeks after same bolt killed father near school bus. Just awful. And yeah, his brother saw the whole thing and heard his dad say, I love you, bud. Last words. Good last words, but fuck that. Just d- don't go outside. It's lightning out. Fuck, we're staying inside. <laughs> uh, anyways, to shake those uh, heebie-jeebies and the lightning away, I've got a clip for this next story, if I may play it. 
40 years. It's kind of hard to believe. I doubt that. Tim and Melinda are a great-looking couple, married in 1983 and decided to take a wedding night getaway way back then because... We wanted to be somewhere where no one would ever think to look for us. That's a nice plan, and that's how they wound up at the downtown Old Mulebach Hotel. We didn't spend a lot of time here. A mistake that still haunts the couple even 40 years later. That's when Tim, getting ready for this ruby anniversary, came across something he didn't even know he had. I was going through our old wedding album, and there was a certificate right there, and I thought, I wonder if they'd still honor this. A honeymoon gift certificate offered by the hotel to married couples in 1983, when a room was just 38 bucks. After 40 years, the original room the family stayed in doesn't exist anymore. But we have some rooms that are very comparable. I actually had no knowledge there was a certificate and that he'd even actually looked at the wedding book. That was a shock. <laughs> the couple whose anniversary is June 25th says it's moments like this one that keeps them going strong. I mean, that's that's really what it's all about. Memories, special things that you experience together. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Memories and special things you experience together. Unless you've got the mad cow and you forget them all. Or make them up, like riding in a sidecar. Right. Where, where did I do this? Maybe I just sat in one. Hmm. Hmm. Sapoy, sapoy. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, that is a local story from Kansas City where that hotel honored that 40-year-old gift certificate for their special night. Good deal. You love to see it. Yeah. Might have been an advertisement for the uh, hotel. Hey, you if know? you're going to advertise but, that way, I mean... Warm my heart, you know? Yeah, seriously, we'll honor it. 40 years old, gift certificate either way. Yeah. Based. I'm based in Kansas City, Pilled. That is a very Kansas City move. Yeah. Like, oh, I know it's expired, but, you know, fuck it. I also want to mention that that clip sucked, and, like, all the cuts were so jumpy and stuff. That was not me. That was the way the clip was presented. Oh. Absolutely horrible. I don't know... What J school these uh, multimedia journalists are going to, but work on your fucking audio, dude. There's a way to present clips. You can use the interview slices, but give it a breath in between the journalist who's telling the story, narrating it, and the interview clips. Gosh. Audio 101. Unsmooth. Anyway. Also unsmooth is trying to get out of work early by having your friend pretend to rob the convenience store you work at. Don't do it. This story is uh, brought to you by the cops. Oh, no. You know? And let's see. Fox Atlanta reported it, but it actually happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma. guy by the name of Isaiah is working at the convenience store, doesn't want to be at work, wants to go home. You know the gig. Work sucks. I know. So, um, anyway, when the cops showed up after a robbery, he says, Hey, dude walked into the store, handed me a note that said, Give me all your money or I will shoot you. Whoa. So I just complied. And then the suspect left with an undisclosed amount of cash. So, you know, cops do their job, look at the security footage, find out who the robber was. A guy by the name of Stephen Jones. Hilariously it's not enough. Racist, it's a fact! Isaiah's last name is Jones, but there's no relation between them. And Okay, I mean, Jones is pretty common, yeah. so I'm buying that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's reasonable. Yeah. So, anyway, they confront him about the robbery and arrest him, but Stephen says, hey, this girl that works at the convenience store by the name of Aaliyah arranged this. It's a, It was a fake robbery, and Isaiah's was the guy behind it. 
He just wanted to go home early from his shift. And so then the cops go over to Aaliyah and they say, hey, what happened? And she goes, yeah, I arranged the robbery. Isaiah wanted to go home early. And uh, unfortunately for her, she had an outstanding warrant. So they took her ass to jail. And she also could face embezzlement charges for playing a role in this fake robbery to get Isaiah off work early. <laughs> Yeah, so then they go back to Isaiah, and he admitted to staging the robbery, and he was arrested on charges of embezzlement and conspiracy to commit a felony. It's bad all around. No doubt. Especially for Stephen, the fake robber who actually robbed them because he did leave with cash, and possession of a firearm being a felon. Bad mood move, Steve. Come on. On camera and everything. It's a shitty thing that happens in this country you become a felon you can't have a firearm i think it's unconstitutional as fuck but here we are this is no way to leave work early no can't you just poop your pants or something <laughs> like uh does it have to go all the way to extreme like you could just poop in your pants and be like oh seriously <laughs> i mean come on there's way more clever ways just puke there's plenty of things that you can do to make yourself puke. Stick a pencil down your throat. <laughs> Not medical advice. <laughs> Not medical advice. Oh, my God. Puke, smoke some weed, and feel way better after. Yeah. That's once you get home. Yeah. Oh, man, I got sick. I got to leave. Mm-hmm. Final story for the lanes tonight. I've brought another clip. Oh, boy. You going to pull over? Pull over. The tables are turned. An Orlando, Florida police officer is pulled over for allegedly speeding. What? I am going into work, my man. Why are you trying to pull me over as I am going into work? Because you're going 80 and a 45. I am going into work. Okay, where are you going to work What does it look like I am dressed for? What does it look like I am dressed for? My name is Deputy Hilton and they see your driver's license. No. Okay. But then a twist. The officer gets back in the car and takes off. Temper, I got a city odd. Orlando PD taken off from a traffic stop. The officer now faces charges, including fleeing a law enforcement officer, reckless driving, speeding, and resisting arrest. He has been relieved of duty per the Orlando Police Department pending investigation. I really love that music. How the turntables, my man. The visuals were so confusing, too, because there's a police car. In front of a police car, getting pulled over. And yeah, it's just so Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. Right. Well, that's like so fucking dumb of the way the guy's talking. Like, are you fucking new? I'm sure there would have been a different different way to approach that officer to officer. He sounds like a fucking dumb criminal on uh, cops or something. You exactly. Know? What does it look like? What does it look like? Oh, what do you think I'm doing? Oh, I can do whatever I want. Oh, no, 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 no. He should, have, work. he should have said, I know my rights or some fucking I'm a sovereign shit. citizen. Yeah. I'm a sovereign citizen. Yeah, it's... I don't answer questions. Fucking embarrassing is what it is. The people that can give you tickets and arrest you and ruin your life. Yeah, are also just fucking shitheads like everybody else. Oh, Imagine su- that. Surprise, surprise. I'm shocked, shocked that uh, dumb fuckery is going on in the Orlando Police Department. Good work, boys. Florida man. Bunch of fucking idiots. Also Florida police officer man. Yeah. And if you don't like looking like fucking idiots... Don't then, act uh, like one. Boom. Police your own, man. Oh, wait a minute. 
put your cherries and berries on, and then you can go 80 and a 45. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Where are you going? Work. Where are you going? I'm on. A, I'm responding to a situation, man. Yeah. He would have never gotten pulled over then. In fact, the other cop would have pulled over for him. Well, can't you squawk to other cops on your little squawky thing? Like if you're calling ass and you'd be like, yeah, I'm on a route to the thing, you know? Problem is there's dispatchers on that line too. You know? uh, so yeah, you can't fucking you can't make, make shit up. You can't make up a call. So, yeah. But you can't go 80 and a 45 either. Correct. Just because you're a cop. You know, so. Some of these cops just think that fucking the uniform allows them to do whatever the fuck they want. Well, hey. And really, that's the skin suit that allows you to do that, not the cop uniform. Well, you were already born. You can do whatever you want, but you should take personal responsibility and uh, not be a fucking dick. Yeah. And until then, police your own. Yeah. I like on. that. Police pulling over another police officer. That's, yeah. Based cop pulling over other cop. Yeah. Give that cop a donut. <laughs> or a speeding ticket. No, no. The cop that pulled him over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He deserves the donut. Good boy donut. Yeah. Not this dickhead, 85 and a 45. No, but... You know yeah, what I, they do to me if I was car driving 85, 45, man? They fucking pull me over the side of the road. They'd be like... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he was a young guy, too, you know? Yeah. Real pompous Sounded ass. Sounded like a little punk ass, man. He was. Looked like one, too. Well, he'll have to be a bouncer at some fucking club now. Boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom. Yeah. There's other jobs for him. Or get transferred uh, two counties over. Something like that. Yep. He hasn't been fired, though, you know? Just relieved of duty. Sure. Probably getting paid Pending still. review. Pending an internal investigation. <laughs> We're going to take a look at the footage, see if we did anything wrong. Oh, God. Well, what are you going to do, man? It's a crazy world out there. Especially in Florida, man. Yeah. They're famous for the shit. Thanks to Florida, man. Missouri, man, is a secret closet crazy. Keep that shit out of the headlines, but... Mm-hmm. Still bad to get funky. Thanks, bowlers, for getting funky with us tonight. Appreciate you. Love you. Remember, you can always uh, get those voicemails in early at 816-607-3663. Uh, we're talking about the first time you ever... Got adjusted by a chiropractor. Or I'm sorry, got a chiropractic adjustment. However you want to say it, man. Just words and shit. Leave yourself a voice, man. Give us a text, etc. And uh, make sure to boost. Boost early, boost often. We will see you next Tuesday at the same time, on the same streams. Right around 9 central after DH Unplugged wraps up on the No Agenda stream. And every damn Tuesday thereafter. Uh, throughout it all, I shall remain Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I will always be Dame DeLorean. Till next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on. Oh my god, yes. But the business model fucked us all. Personally, I've had sex.
food, you ready? I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. Bowl after bowl. 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 Bowl after bowl.